This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation Wrestling Network. Welcome to the latest episode of Who's Next? I am Andy Allerton, one of your co-hosts here. It is our lucky 13th episode. Can't believe we've been doing it this long for a little over a year now. Probably longer since we uh, have not stick, stuck to our monthly schedule, but we're trying, folks. We're trying. And we have a good time, though, no matter what we do here on this show, because we talk about NXT, a brand that we love. Who is we? As I always say, there is no I on this show. It is a we, and this show would not be possible without my co-host, Logan Crosland. Logan, our first show of 2024. So happy to be back with you, continuing on our journey through current day, modern day, now happening NXT. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, you could say we are NXT. So, um, we are. yeah, we, uh, we, we do love it. Uh, we do have to dive back into the, uh, the last year just a little bit, but uh, we, we will uh, get you introduced to the new year and what, what's been happening uh, since we last left you. Yeah, a lot's been happening. So, a uh, little program note, this is dropping uh, after the latest episode of NXT, which is airing on January 30th. We are recording on January 29th, so the January 30th show will be in our next episode. That will also include uh, the our look back at Vengeance Day, the next PLE, which we will preview at the end of this episode. So, Logan, we are going back... Not that far. Only about a month or so. We we were good this time, I swear. This is this is good for us. Uh, we're going back to right after Christmas on December 26th of 2023. That episode that aired. And we open up with a tag match. We have Chase U, Andre Chase, and Duke Hudson versus OTM Out of the Mud, Bronco Nima, Luchin Price in an all-or-nothing match. Basically, we got Tony D and Channing watching from the crowd. It's all about, you know... Chase U's uh, debt or money issues are on the line here. And that if Chase U wins, they get, you know, they're out of trouble. If not, sorry, guys, you're in deep shit. So we get a, you know, a quick little match here. OTM has really been improving as we go along. We get Andre Chase and Lucian Price to start. We get Price showing his his power. Then we get a tag in to Duke trying to cut the ring in half, but they fail. And Andre finds himself on the wrong side of town as Nima goes to work on him. Duke with a hot tag, flip-flop and fly on Bronco. He Death Valley drivers Lucian onto his own partner before taking a moment to counter Scripps' interference. Then we get Andre Chase drag tagging in, perching up. Nobody home. Price blasts him with a super kick tag made. And OTM wins by pinfall with a spine buster on Andre Chase. It has been nothing but bad times for, for a Chase U. And OTM gets a, a big win, I would think, because uh, former tag team champions here. So, uh, Logan, what do you think of the tag match that started off this episode? Yeah, this is a big win for OTM. Um, I believe uh, Chase, uh, Mr. Chase had won some, some money in a uh, dice game uh, the previous week. So this was like uh, Reggie put up the, that money and do- doubled it or something like that for this match. So if they had won, they probably would have had enough yeah. to pay off their debt. So Fe- feeding into Mr. Chase's uh, gambling addiction, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
more diving more into his madness of his uh, gambling addiction that he apparently has uh, obtained over the last uh, five, five to six months. But yeah, not a bad little match. Uh, not your usual kind of hot opener uh, for NXT. You usually get some of the smaller guys kind of a little bit uh, high flying or a little more hard hitting. Um, but it was a perfectly fine match, and like, like you said, a big win for OTM uh, to 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 get them kind of restarted after a couple of setbacks. All right. Then we get uh, some NXT year-end awards. We get the Creed Brothers winning the Tag Team of the Year. Tiffany Stratton wins Female Superstar of the Year. And Ilya Dragunov wins Male Superstar of the Year. Pretty no-brainers there, I would say. Right, Logan? You have no issues with any of those awards? Yeah. I, I mean, Male and Female Superstar, absolutely. I, I, tag Team probably could have gone to Stax and Tony because they've yes. been tag champs for most of the year. But, yeah, I'm never going to vote against the Creeds for sure. Ah, don't. All right, so then we come back. We have Trick and Mello getting a chat. Uh, Trick says he might have to push his match against Dragunov back since he wants to fake, face him at 100% after he got injured. And then Carmelo tells him he has to take a shot because he's on fire in five years from now. The only thing people will be talking about is that he won the title. And we move on to our next match, which is Josh Briggs, newly single competitor Josh Briggs versus Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup. So we go with the usual Heritage Cup uh, format here. And uh, nothing happens really in round one. Round two, we get Josh Briggs winning a pinfall with a powerbomb. Then we get to uh, to round three. We get a lot of back, back and forth here. Round four, we get, uh, you know, a partial. Uh, well, we get a decision here. We don't get a um, uh, a pin or a submission, actually. We get, uh, we get Josh Briggs getting disqualified by, uh, you know, hitting uh, Noam Dar with the bucket. And then... So your winner and still champion by because of uh, they split right one point each. The uh, tie goes to the runner and Noam Dar retains. Uh, what do you think of uh, Briggs here? Uh, kind of also not only is he single, kind of getting a little heelish. I think as we'll explore more as we go through the next few episodes. Uh, what are your thoughts here? And how is the uh, Heritage Cup? Do you think it's starting to uh, ga- gain some momentum, gain some favor here in the? Uh, the NXT arena. Yeah, like I've like I've always said, I think it works a little better in the smaller setting, just because it's it, it. I don't I don't know what it is about it, but it, it just it, it seems like the crowd can get a little bit more into it when it's uh you know a little bit more compact and it's not like a uh, big arena and you can kind of hear the sounds and all that kind of stuff, I guess. Um, but Briggs look good here. Um, I don't know if this is really his kind of match. Uh, he he really needs to kind of go all out. Uh, you know, and and really do some hard hitting, and uh, you know, he he really needs some time to kind of you know wear down his opponent and stuff like that. So, um, but you know, Noam showed like he always does. He's really good at these style matches. Can kind of play the endurance factor and really, uh, you know, uh, show show how uh, well. Uh, I can't think of the word. His cardio is just really good. Yeah. Um. So he he can show off that that's that part of his his game um stamina. Yeah, yeah stamina that's the word i was looking for um but yeah he's uh i, I thought this match was all right the dq ending was kind of goofy but uh i think it kind of played into the uh briggs it's kind of a hothead so uh yeah. I, I i did think it was all right but uh probably could run it back and have a little bit better of a match i think yeah not everybody is is good with the uh the four stops basically of the uh the rounds Mm-hmm. And I think that's something, you know, Dar's been doing it so long. He's used to it. Some of the smaller guys have done it over 
in NXT UK. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, you're you're absolutely correct that it, it's not everybody's cup of tea in terms of format what that mm-hmm. they can perform in. Yeah, exactly. So we get this. Um, we go backstage and we have this kind of ongoing thing now with Nathan Frazier, which I think is kind of funny. He's back there chatting with Axiom. He starts talking trash about Braun Breaker, then realizes he's standing behind him, which is going to become a running gag. Braun says speed and high flying have no effect on them. Nathan challenges him to a match. Then we get uh, Cora Jade making her entrance as we go to break into our next match, which is Cora Jade versus Carmen Petrovic. Feeling out, Jade shoving her, Petrovic going to work. Wristlock step over into a kick. Cora then turns her around. Shoulder thrust in the corner. Sunset flip from Carmen gets two. Rising knee from Jade. Slingshot stomp, but she comes up lame. Petrovic kicks her leg out from under. Then we get a flying forearms, corner kick, 540 fall around his kick. Almost gets the pin, and then Jade recovers. And then she gets the pinfall with a snap, underhook, DDT. Post-match, she then toys with Petrovic uh, some more until Gigi Dolan makes the savior, beloved Gigi. So, like I said about Nathan Frazier, I'm kind of digging, you know, his pers- giving him a personality. He's one of those guys that kind of needed that aspect to his character. Like, he's great in the ring. You know, the guy is probably the, probably the fastest guy I've ever seen in the ring. Uh-huh. But he needed something else to add to it. Cora Jade versus Carmen. Well, we have more to talk about Cora later. Uh, Carmen Petrovic, I, I like this girl. I think she's got a huge upside. I think Lyra Valkyria should be hanging out with her to learn how to do kicks or uh-huh. or hang out with Ivar because you saw he hits, he hits that kick actually really good. Uh, but... No, I thought this was fine. I think Petrovic is going through, uh, you know, growing pains. Like, she's going to lose more than she's going to win at this point. But I can mm-hmm. see her kind of moving up the ranks kind of quickly out of the kind of the current crop of the, the new girls. Like, there's about five or six new girls, I think, that are being kind of moved up a little bit right now. And I think she might be um, the the best one out of the bunch. That includes, like, Izzy Dame. You now we have Ren in there. Um Although, uh, what's her face? Uh, we're going to talk about her more. Um, uh, she was in the finals of the... Um, she Kalani. Was with Kalani. Kalani is... she's She has really improved a lot in a short span of time. But I, I do think there's a, there's an upside for Karen Petrovic. And then, of course, your beloved Gigi uh, makes an appearance towards the end. So what are your thoughts on um, Nathan Frazier's kind of new thing backstage? And uh, where he kind of, like, you know, talks himself into uh, trouble... Mm-hmm. Without realizing it, and then this uh, Cora Carmen match. Yeah, I do like the new character for uh, Nathan with the you know talking himself into trouble. He he always seems to say it right as soon as whoever it is he's talking about walks in the room. So uh, I guess he needs to learn to keep it to himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a pretty funny character, and it, it gets you know it gets funnier throughout the weeks as it goes. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on Carmen. I think she's got a lot of upside. Uh, are, are some of the most upside of these newer girls, like you said. I, I think I think Kalani's kind of the the head of that class, just because I mean, and obviously they've been pushing her a lot lately. Um, and Lola's uh, high up there as well, but I, I think Carmen's right right in there with them. Uh, she's a lot more strike based, and uh, she she really lays them in too. Um, and like you said, I think uh, I think Lyra could probably take a few lessons from her. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this was just to put Cora over, kind of let her have a, have a little bit of a competitive match, but uh, definitely, definitely just a spot to get her a win and kind of build her in a more upward direction. 
I hate to say it. I think we crap on Lyra's roundhouse kick about as much as we crap on Big Body Javi. Or I crap on Big Body Javi, at least. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's just it's just not good. So, I mean, it, it needs to be crapped on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Good. Crap, des- crap goes where crap deserves, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, so we are still in the men's breakout tournament at this point. We got Lexus King versus Raleigh Osborne. Raleigh Osborne hits a wrist lock, working in through arm drags. Uh, King forces him into the ropes, breaks a dirty with a shove. Lexus then hits a high angle half crab. Riley's struggling, but he won't break. Rolling through a duck, ducks a lariat. A leg lariat connects, and of course, through Moon's fault, doesn't get the victory. Then trading vicious overhand chops. Lexus King hits a backbreaker, straight jacket, lung blower. Then we got Trey Bearhill appearing to threaten Lexus King with a chair. Riley Osborne off the top, and we get a pinfall win by Riley Osborne with a shooting star press. Back uh, uh, post-match, we get Bear Hill attacking King, raking his back, but Lexus makes his retreat, and then they go to break. So I was a little surprised at this because they kind of got Lexus King into this tournament. I could have sworn he was going to go all the way. Uh, Riley Osborne, he's kind of like Matt Bourne. I guess 2.0 in my opinion. I mean, he's got you know good in the ring. We'll see what his personality is, what his character's like. But you know, I th- I thought it was good. I, I mean, I just I was a little perplexed though about the Lexus King uh, going out, not at least not making it to the finals. What what do you think here? Yeah, I definitely thought he would make the finals, if not win the whole thing. But yeah, it was definitely surprising. But it makes sense with the, you know, he took out Trey Bearhill from the tournament, so it made sense that he, uh, mm-hmm. he kind of got his revenge and and got him taken out uh, as well. So uh, I, de- I definitely think it made sense. Um, yeah, the, not a bad match, you know. Like, like we've kind of said before, Pillman's not going to just blow you away with much of what he does, but uh, he he's he's a, he's a pretty good character at this point, uh, and he'll get it in the ring eventually. But uh, um, but yeah, that that shooting star press that Osborne hits is uh, a, a thing of beauty. So uh, mm-hmm. always always fun to see that. All right, so we get Eva Rain continuing her backstage role. She's telling the, telling the uh, the crowd that uh, the camera that they don't have a definitive stand, status for Dragonoff, but Docs will let him decide. And then we get Braun Breaker versus Nathan Frazier. We get basically your base power versus speed match. We go towards the end of the match. We get um, we get Braun going to the floor. Then we got throws uh, Breaker goes into the steel steps back inside off the top rope. Crossbody counted into the world's strongest slam. And we get a super kick from Frazier for a near fall. Goes up top, goes for a Phoenix Splash, nobody home. And then we get Braun Breaker hitting the spear. With the, and wins by pinfall. And then we move on to... Uh, we also get some more NXT uh, year-end awards. We get Carmelo Hayes versus Dragunov and No Mercy wins match of the year. And we get The Undertaker's guest appearance for a moment of the year. So, any thoughts on those awards and the Bra- Braun Breaker-Nathan Frazier match? Yeah, when I, I saw the candidates for moment of the year and I saw that when I was like... Uh... I was thinking that would win. Uh, I think uh, Lash Legend uh, body slamming uh, Otis probably should have won just because it was more memorable and a lot of people talked about it. But, you know, Undertaker being there is definitely uh, definitely probably the moment moment of the year just based on it got a lot of eyes. Um, but, yeah, the match was uh, – the match was really good. Like you said, it's kind of speed power matchup. Um, I'm pretty sure at one point they did – 
they ran off the ropes and they were both going a million miles an hour. So that was a ton of fun to watch. I think they talk about how, you know, and you mentioned it earlier, Nathan's like one of the fastest people in WWE. And I think even at the rumble, uh, this past weekend, they talked about, uh, that like breaker got clocked in at some ridiculous miles per hour, uh, going off the ropes. So, um, Two just incredibly athletic and really fast guys, uh, but that Speary nail just absolutely destroyed Frazier. So yeah, he uh, sells really, it so good too. <laughs> yeah, really good stuff. All right, so we get uh, Drew Gulak uh, talking about Dragon Lee and the LWO. One step into the world, they can, and the entire no catch, no quarter catch crew. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> uh, gets promo time to trash talk them and challenge them to a trios match at New Year's Evil. Then we get. Uh, Brooks Jensen found Henley rolling up to console Josh Briggs over his loss. And we get, uh, you know, say that it's over. Brooks says one last time. They got to go their own way. And, uh, you know, they do hands in. They're family forever. He loves them. And they go to break with Brooks holding his hands up by himself. Back from commercial. We get uh, Ariana Grace chatting with Ava Rain to complain about the vicious attack and bruising she suffered last week at the hands of Roxanne Perez. And for the betterment of the women's locker room, that Perez do anger management classes. It ends up with uh, Rain making a match between the two. And we get Blair Davenport and Lyra Valkyria having a sit-down ear- interview, accusing each other each other of avoiding each other. And Lyra says she clawed her way to the title right the right way while Blair attacked people in parking lots. And they trade a few more bar- barbs before squaring up. And we move on to our other NXT men's breakout tournament semifinals match of the night. Oba Fenny... Obafemi versus Tavion Hypes. This is a pretty quick match, which has been uh, kind of a mark of Obafemi's matches because he's a big guy. I don't know how much uh, we have. He hasn't been, his stamina hasn't been tested yet. But it basically ends with Obafemi winning with a powerbomb. <coughs> and then uh, we'll uh, we'll stop there. So, uh, so Logan, we get the uh, no quarter catch crew getting some more uh, time here. We get the official breakup of uh, Brooks. Briggs and, and Fallon, Ariana Grace continuing her great character work here, and we get the uh, sit down interview, and then pretty much a quick match. I think going in, nobody did not think Obafemi was going to win this and move on to the finals. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this next set of uh, TV? Um, yeah, the the no quarter catch crew um, challenging the LWO uh, with Dragon Lee. Uh, I definitely think that match has some potential. Uh, we'll talk about it as we get to it, but yeah, definitely, definitely a match I was excited for uh, going into New Year's Evil. Um, but you know, the the breakup of of Briggs and Jensen, uh, you you know, you saw it coming from a mile away. Obviously, uh, Briggs has had a few uh, title opportunities lately and a, a lot of singles opportunities, and you could tell that that's kind of the way he wants to go. Um, and you know, Fallon's been doing her thing, so uh, it really leaves Brooks out in the wind to kind of see. Uh, where he may end up, because it seems like the other two kind of have a uh, somewhat of a path at least. But uh, we'll see where they where they go going forward. Um, yeah, like you said, Ariana doing some more really good character stuff uh, with Ava, um, and then the the face to face with Lyra and Blair. You know, they kind of talked about how you know they were both in NXT UK and they never really faced off because you know Blair said she avoided her and you know. Lyra obviously blamed injuries because she did have an injury when uh, 
they were both in NXT UK for there for a while. And then, yeah, Obafemi uh, continues to be impressive. Um, kind of faced somebody that's kind of closer to his size, but he still was pretty dominant uh, in in the win. So, uh, obviously, definitely seems like they're uh, pushing him as as hard as they possibly can yeah. in this tournament. So, um, But, yeah, another impressive performance by him. Yeah, the thing with the, the Briggs Jensen found, like Briggs is Briggs is up there. I mean, you know, he's got he, he he gets a singles run, and I think he'll be ready for a call up. I think he's there. I think Fallon is in the next, uh, you know, group. I mean, she's going to be uh, probably, you know, once a couple others go up, I think she'll be next in line. And yeah, that leaves Brooks. Brooks needs work. He does. He 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 needs. He's he's basically not ready for prime time, so to speak. Uh, what they do with him, maybe they put him in another tag team, maybe they, they repack him, I don't know. But yeah, he definitely needs uh, some time. And you can definitely tell the other two are are going to be going in a, you know, a different direction, at least for now. And then Obafemi, yeah, he's uh, he's just a beast, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and we get uh, move on to uh, Dragunov getting interviewed while wearing a neck brace. He waves the interview off, saying he's looking for Trick Williams. We get Joe Coffey versus Joe Gacy. We get, um, you know, circling collar elbow, neither man able to gain advantage, so they slug it out with forearms, side headlock from Gacy, shot off, drop kick, senton connects, and Chainsaw Joe is fired up. The Iron Man sends him to the floor. Gallus with the distraction, and Coffee dives on him. Splash from Coffee gets you. We get a rock bottom from Gacy. Then we get Hank and Tank coming out to equalize the Gallus boys. We get a cross chop and a shoulder block from Coffee off the ropes. Duck all the best for the bells, and then Joe Gacy wins by pinfall with the upside down. We get then we get a Dragon Lee and Latino World Order interviewed backstage. They accept the no corner catch cruise challenge before reuniting with Electra Lopez, and then we get um, you know she introduces a, a disinterested Lola Vice to them, uh, and then we will pause there because uh, next was the main event of the show. So uh, Joe Gacy versus Joe Coffee. What are we doing here? I know. <laughs> I mean, Joe Coffey's one of those guys. Like he's kind of like just there to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's part of Gallus. I think Gallus will be a a fine crew coming up. I think if they come up, I think they have to come up and kind of be in a faction. I, I'm thinking they could be, you know, with Drew. I think Drew could really, uh, you know, maybe use them as a kind of like be like a Scottish, a dominant Scottish heel faction. I think it would be fun. Gacy, I, you know, it's anybody's guess where they're going with with him, really. I mean, because he's the guy's he, he does have talent. He's I I don't hate him in the ring. I think he can do the character stuff. So, you know, it's just a, just finding the right thing for him. I mean, Bray Wyatt wasn't born today. I know we can I compare him to Bray a lot because they're very similar, but. Um, nobody's, there's never going to be another Bray, but, you know, Gacy can be in that kind of that similar vein. Um, and then, yeah, I like the, uh, you know, Dragon Lee and Latino World Order here. We get this, we're getting um, some dissension here with Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. And, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, you know, Joe Coffey versus Joe Gacy, uh, could, could be described as my own personal hell because I, uh, I'm not a not a particular fan of either guy. Um, I, I did think Gacy needed the win, uh, you know, I, to kind of establish where he's going going forward. I, I, he's, you know, kind of just playing this like whacked out Looney Tune kind of character that just pops up and you know yells things and uh, just kind of messes with people. Uh, he, he's uh, 
he's got, popped on commentary a couple of times and just, you know, messed with Vic and, uh, and Booker. And he's obviously messed with uh, Gallus a lot lately. So uh, it's definitely, uh, it, he definitely needed to get the win here. I, I think it was, uh, it was an okay match. You know, like, like I said, I'm not particularly a huge fan of either guy in ring that th- they do what they do well, but it, it's just not the most exciting things in the world, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, you know, Dragon Lee and, uh, the LWO uh, accepting the challenge was definitely something I thought would happen. Um, and yet, you know, you kind of start to see a little bit of uh, dissension between Electra and Lola, if if not for just the fact that she seems kind of uninterested, like you said. Yes. So we move on to our main event of the night. We get an NXT Underground match. We got Dijak versus Eddie Thorpe. So we get uh, Eddie Thorpe with a German suplex looking for a cross armbar. Dijak overwhelms him and throws him to the post and we go to break then we get back from commercial donovan with a vicious tope carnero that wipes eddie out we get a german suplex leg kicks another german waist lock ducks and elbow thorpe with a sheer drop brain buster back and forth we get dijack trying to break a waist lock with punches we get eddie punching away german suplex but dijack lands on his feet we get a feast for your feast your eyes on the floor we get Eddie with a sleeper, but Dijak shugs him off by putting him into the ring post. DDT's onto the floor. Dijak gets back up. Thorpe chokes him. Dijak to his feet, fading. Eddie switches his grip. DDT off the apron and through the announce desk, and it's over. Eddie Thorpe wins by knockout. Then we get uh, backstage, Trick Williams chatting with Ilya Dragunov, asking if he's going to be ready to fight New Year's Evil before signing a contract and offering to push the match back. Dragunov says nothing, and no one can stop him before taking the brace off and signing a contract. They stand up, shake hands, and have a stare down. And that is the close of our episode. So, I mean, the underground match, I thought it was, it was good. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I, this feud between Dijak and Thorpe has gone on for a bit. Uh, kind of, a, it's one of those feud enders, I guess, which, I, I guess is what they could use the underground for. And I thought this was, you know, a good match. And, and the right guy goes over, although Dijak does need to start getting some wins under his belt. And then the close of the show, keep building up on the uh, the trick uh, off stuff. So I thought it was a good episode. What do you think of the main event? Yeah, this seems to be Thorpe's kind of signature match. They've they had let him face uh, Damon Kemp and and one to kind of end their feud. And then um, obviously the, this is kind of the feud ended to this one. I'm glad he won. I'm glad he won. Uh, you know that Dijak got a lot of a uh, lot of stuff over over him throughout the the whole rivalry and, and you know Eddie got his wins here and there but Dijak seemed to always end up on top even if even if he lost uh so just to, to for Eddie to kind of finish him off here uh put him through the table and kind of win by knockout in this one uh I definitely did think did a lot for him uh going forward and then the, yeah the face off at the end of the end of the show was um, you know everything you'd expect. It, it, it's pretty pretty basic. Um, you know contract signing. Uh, you know they're both faces, so they they have the uh, show of respect and 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 shook hands. But uh, definitely a match uh, to look forward to. Um, you know obviously we'll talk about we, we don't quite get it yet, but we will we'll get it eventually. So, uh, but yeah, definitely a match. I'm definitely looking forward to. All right, so we move on to our show on January second. New Year's Evil opens up with our women's championship match. We got Blair Davenport versus Lyra Valkyria. We get a feeling out period back and forth. Big hip toss from the champion. Side headlock. Shift to a cravat. Hard whip across. Up and over. Sunset flip reverse. We get Davenport looking for a gory special. But Valkyria reverses into a snap mare. 
Back body drop to the apron. Blair then snaps her over the ropes and goes up top. We get a lateral press. Lyra kicks out, and Blair goes into a reverse chin lock to choke the life out of her. Strike rush from the champion. When she gets out, windmill punches into Lariat's whip reverse. Crossbody connects. Then we get a diving crossbody. Sheer drop. Brain buster connects. But the champ is slow to capitalize. We get Davenport nailing her with an elbow. Valkyria fires back with a leg trap German suplex. Up top, jockeying for a position. And we get a Blair, Davenport, Avalanche, Falcon Arrow. Throwing Lyra into the barricade, looking for a hard knee against the announcers. But Valkyria ducks and Blair jams her knee hard into the furniture. Then we get back inside. Blair beats the count, but her knee gives out. Lyra then goes looking for Chaos Theory. It's blocked. Davenport double jumps, double stomp, nobody home. Reverse roundhouse from Lyra, hossing her up. Then we get Lyra hitting a twisting Mishinoku driver and gets the pinfall and retains her NXT Women's Championship match. We get Lola Vice coming to ringside with her contract, but Tam Paxley cuts her off before she can cash it in. Electra Lopez joins her pal, and we get a brawl between all four women as referees try to pull them apart. All right, so big opener here. I thought both women looked well. Uh, Blair, I didn't think, really had a shot going in. I thought she was going to put a good a good effort in. But Lyra, yeah, wasn't going to lose to uh, to Blair Davenport, at least just yet. And, uh, yeah, and then continuing uh, with uh, kind of the NXT version of Money in the Bank with Lola, you know, teasing a cash-in, so to speak. They even called it a cash-in, I think. Um, but, no, I thought this was a good match. What, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this was a solid opener for sure. Um, again, not, not your kind of high speed, uh, you know, high flying kind of opener that we kind of come to expect, but this was a good little, uh, technical match, uh, some good submissions throughout, uh, and hard hitting, uh, like, like we, like we said, um, but yeah, just, just a really good and decisive, uh, retention here for Lyra. Um, you know, she never seemed like she was in, in too much trouble. Um, and you know, she beat she beat Blair pretty, pretty, uh, not, not handily, but you know, it, it never seemed like it was in doubt. Like you said, I mean, she probably wasn't going to lose the belt here. Um, it, it seems like she's kind of headed towards, uh, you know, she has the match, uh, at vengeance day that we'll talk about eventually, but, um, I, I think she'll probably get through that one and probably have a big match at, uh, stand and deliver when we get to mania time. But, um, yeah, just a, a good, good, decisive little win for her. Um, and, We'll see where she goes going forward. All right. We go backstage. We have Kelly Kincaid with a medical update for us, telling us that the medical will not clear Ilya Dragunov to wrestle tonight and that she's going to try to get a comment from Trick Williams. And we move on to our six-man tag match here. Uh, we get um, we get Carlito, Cruz del Toro, and Joaquin Wilde representing the Latino World Order versus the No Quarter Catch crew, Damon Kemp, Drew Gulak, and Miles Bourne. We get Gulak and Del Toro to start trading wrist locks while we get, uh, you know, we also mentioned Charlie Dempsey being off to wrestle for All Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we get a back body drop, sets Cruz up in the ropes. He springboards into a cross body for two. LWO double slingshots wild into all three no quarter catch crew boys. That was um, insane how good this came off on TV. Uh, it was, it was like, I, I think I messaged you like, holy shit. Like what we saw, because <laughs> it was, it was a thing of beauty. Joaquin Wilde, man, they, they really hit eat. You know, it was just perfect. I mean, the, the height, the length, the, how he positioned his body and the fact that it was safe too. Nobody got hurt, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> but then we get, uh, we get back inside, we get a missile drop kick. We get, uh, Gulak is taken off his feet. Carlito comes in running hot. 
the LWO is in control. We get Wild with a corkscrew moonsault. Kemp, the only man left on his team. Then we get Cruz is legal. And then we get the Latino World Order gang to win via pinfall with a Phoenix Splash from Cruz del Toro on Damon Kemp. Post-match, we get Carlito spitting the apple in Google X's face. Then we get Trick, interview, Trick Williams interview backstage. So he'll take his time and fight Ilya when he's ready. Carmelo Hayes tries to make the argument that he should just win the title by forfeit. But before Trick can weigh in, Grayson Waller rolls up to talk trash. They go back and forth. Hayes says Trick needs to fight somebody. And they go Grayson. He stands firm against the match until Melo offers up Trick's title match opportunity. And then Waller accepts while Trick, uh, you know, scratches as we go to right, right, uh, we go to break. So, yeah, this was a... Um, a fun uh, six-man match here. I love seeing the uh, the LWO is such a fun act right now. Really enjoying them. You know, I, I'm glad that they're getting some shine here because they were kind of um, I don't know, I, I, overshadowed, I guess, by uh, by the uh, other members of the LWO. So getting to see uh, really uh, Cruz and, and Joaquin really show their stuff has been great, which they have been all along. It's just I I think people are starting to really notice them now. And then we get the, uh, you know, the continued story here with the uh, the trick, uh, Mellow, and, and Grayson Waller making a return to NXT to stick his nose into things. So what are your thoughts on the match and, and the uh, the storyline stuff for uh, going forward? Yeah, the, ma- the match will get remembered for the spot just because it was incredible. And, you know, that one was all over Twitter. Even people that don't watch week to week in our, you know, our chats that we have. Um, mentioned it and talked about it and talked about how awesome it was. Um, but the match itself was really, really good. Um, I've t- I've sung the praises of Wild and uh, Del Toro for a long time. I-, I thought they were a great team when they were uh, down in NXT in the first place. And obviously in this return, they show that they uh, are still really, really good in the ring. They may not get to be, be able to showcase that on SmackDown as much as they probably should be, but um, that, that anytime you put them in there, they'll have a good match with whoever they're uh, in the ring with. But um, yeah, really good match. Um, and the, the controversy with all of, uh, you know, Dragunov uh, being hurt um, and, you know, obviously more dissension with Trick and Mello uh, offering up his title match, uh, kind of uh, unwarranted. But um, it was good to see Waller back. Good to see them kind of plug in uh, a main roster guy against obviously somebody they're pushing um, in the absence of the champion not being able to be there. Yeah, all right. Move on to a couple of ladies matches here. We got Ariana Grace versus Roxanne Perez. Not a very long match. We get, uh, you know, off the ropes. We get a big cross body from Roxy. Then we get uh, La Casita shift into an O'Connor roll, only a near fall. Back suplex lifts. Roxanne then lands on her feet, ducks a lariat. Ariana blasts her with a boot. Grace cuts her off, kneeling rear chin lock. Perez on the comeback, corner striking, mounted punches. Ariana smashes her face into the turnbuckle and takes her down. But then we get Roxanne Perez getting the win via pinfall with the Pop Rocks. Post-match, Perez then hammers her with mounted punches, grabs an arm trap cross face as well, cranking it back as referees try to break it. Eventually, the ring announcer informs us that the referee has reversed his decision due to Perez's continued assault. Then we get Ariana Grace actually having the win via DQ. Then we go backstage to Ava Rain, interviewed and explains that she's stepping up to be the heartbreak man, Shawn Michaels' assistant, and informs everybody that the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, the men's one, will start next week. We get back from commercial. Nikia Lyons confronting Blair Davenport. Nikia says Blair taking her 
uh, out in the parking lot, doesn't bring her any closer to the title, so she's going to do it right. They bicker. The crew arrives to separate them. And then we want to Fallon Henley versus Tiffany Stratton. We get hard-hitting back and forth early. Stratton then slams Henley into the apron. We go with a break. Back from commercial, Henley hits a big crossbody and a crucifix driver. We get the prettiest moonsault ever, but nobody's home. Fallon up top by scissor sends Tiffany to the floor with her back inside. Henley then lines her up and wins by pinfall with a sliding knee, ensuring that Tiffany Stratton has to be her ranch hand for a day. So we get some, uh, you know, a good, you know, movement forward of some of the ladies here. We got Ariana Grace continuing to kill it with her character stuff. She's basically the Chelsea of NXT, I would think, right now with the uh, the character work. Roxanne kind of showing a little darker side, a little meaner streak, you know, maybe he, uh, teasing a heel turn there. And then we get, uh, you know, Nikita coming back. You know, Blair Davenport is going to be going through this for a bit once all the other ladies start coming back that she, quote unquote, took out backstage. And then we get Fallon Henley getting a big win over Tiffany Stratton. I think Tiffany is uh, is doing the jobs on her way out, putting other people's over because she has got to be main roster bound. And, we're, you know, we're going to get some fun vignettes from Tiffany Stratton being a ranch hand for a day. And plus the announcement of the Duxty Tag Team, Men's Tag Team Classic, starting up the following week. All right, so what are your thoughts on uh, what we had going on here these last couple of matches and stuff? Yeah, you know, it's good to see kind of Roxanne uh, show a little, more, a little bit more of an aggressive side. Uh, you know, she's she's kind of let let people kind of walk all over up until this point. So she's she's really kind of tired of all that crap, and uh, she's really going to take it out on whoever's in the ring with her. So, uh, you know, it, it could just be her being a bit more aggressive, but it, you know, like you said, it could also be kind of maybe a tease or some 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 sort of a heel turn, but we'll see what where that kind of goes. Um, it is it is good to see her show a little bit more aggression. Um, the announcement of the tag team classic, you know, always a fun fun little tournament that they have every year. Uh, so it's good to see that that's going to start up pretty soon. Um, Nikita, obviously not forgetting what Blair did to her, um, and, and obviously wanting to get some measure of revenge at some point. But she she said she's going to do it the right way. So uh, obviously keeping her uh, being a squeaky squeaky clean baby face. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the ranch hand, uh, servant match, uh, was, uh, definitely entertaining. Uh, obviously, like you said, Fallon gets a big win, uh, probably her biggest win to date. Uh, and you know, it, it, this can only lead to super hilarity when, uh, you know, Tiffany has to go, uh, work at the farm, uh, with Fallon. So de- definitely a solid match. Um, probably Fallon's best match, uh, to date. And like I said, one of her biggest wins for sure. All right, there you go. We get Baron Corbin chatting up with Braun Breaker backstage. He wants Braun to drop the tough guy act for a minute, talk about the Dusty Classic, where he thinks they'd be a good team. Braun is skeptical, but Corbin then points out that they're both assholes and they can destroy everyone and then win the tag titles together. We go to Gigi Dolan holding court in the women's locker room and Corey Jade rolls up to stick her nose in the business. She tells Gigi uh, off for being in her locker and Gigi then mocks and apologizes mockingly apologizes saying you can't expect people to respect your locker if you don't respect theirs confrontation boils over let me get rich hall with a sit-down interview he talks about his history of injuries first blowing out his ga- his legs before war games 2020 how much he respects dragon off and how he doesn't want to see want to be seen as a monster when he's just a man we get thea hale rolling up on raleigh osborne saying that she'll be out there cheering for him 
high fives her, and she predictably loses her mind about touching the boy she likes. Okay. Then we get the uh, the finals of the NXT Men's Breakout Tournament. Oba Femi versus Riley Osborne. We get speed, basically high-flying versus power. Osborne with kicks. Femi swats the drop kick away. Front chancery applied. Oba then passes him to the floor and back inside as they go to break. Back from commercial, Femi with a bear hug. Osborne struggling, throwing forearms. Oba then grabs a waist lock, but he escapes with a pair of jawbreakers. Femi cuts him off. Riley sidesteps the charge and posts him. Big right hand, whip reverse, looking for a crucifix. Shift to a sunset flip. Oba box. Osborne then ducks a lariat. Big tiaras. Drop kick, standing corkscrew moonsault off the top rope. Nobody home. Femi with snake eyes. Huge, tossing blue thunder driver. And then we get Oba Femi winning by pinfall with a powerbomb. So, yeah, the guy who probably had to be the odds-on favorite, does win the NXT Men's Breakout Tournament. And we get, before that, we get the formation of a, looks like a new team with Baron and Braun. We get Gigi and Cora kind of moving forward. And we get, you know, hey, I'm Rich Holland. I don't mean to injure people. It just happens kind of interview. And Thea, dorky Theo, you know, with her little schoolgirl crush on Raleigh Osborne right before the match. So lots of stuff going on here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I like the formation of the Breaker and Baron team, two guys that I've always been uh, a big fan of. Uh, despite uh, Baron not having too many fans, I have always been one of them. Um, and, I like and, the guy, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying, we're, we're few and far between. Yes, we stick together. <laughs> yeah. we're cor- cor- the Corbinites, right? Is that what yeah, you call yeah. those? Cor- the Corbinites. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the prospect of him and uh, Braun being a team uh, is something that definitely excited me, uh, for sure. Um, Gigi and uh, Cora kind of going after each other, a good little matchup that uh, is something that uh, would would excite me to see, um, and definitely uh, a matchup that uh, we would we would love to all, all watch. I'm sure. Uh, and then the Ridge Holland interview, um, you know, talking about injuries that he's had, injuries that he's caused. Um, you know, it, it, it's just trying to. I, I don't know if it's really trying to get sympathy for him. I guess that's what this what it's trying to do. But I, I don't know if it necessarily works for me specifically. But um, you know. Uh, I I'd honestly think I honestly think if they're gonna play this whole game, it needs to be like something that turns into him like intentionally hurting people, uh, and instead of like accidentally doing it and kind of being a face about it, he needs to kind of just you know tear through people and you know and you know kind of some not not intentionally hurt people. You would you know what I mean? Like character wise, it needs to be kind of a a rage kind of thing or something like that going forward. Um, and then the, the finals of the breakout, uh, yeah, when, when the finals was him and Obafemi and Riley, uh, you definitely knew Obafemi was coming away with it just from how dominant he's been. Um, and he was dominant in this one as well. This one was a good back and forth. This is a little bit more back and forth than any of Obafemi's matches had been to that point, but, uh, he was definitely the guy to give it to, and he was, uh, super impressive throughout the whole tournament. All right. So we got a bunch of backstage promos, what have you. We get out the mud, cutting a promo on the Angel family, saying that then when they're done, that they'll all be left. The family is a nickname. We get a Izzy Dame and Keanu James interview. Basically, uh, you know, James saying Izzy is loyal to a T, willing to step in uh, on any, step on anyone to get where she's going. Keanu says she's here to make friends and money. And in 2024, she's going to make sure everyone knows who Izzy Dame is. 
And we get Trick Williams backstage upset with Mello for putting his talent shot on the line. Mello says when he's champ, he's going to take on all comers and he needs to practice and further that he believes in him and that he'll be by his side the whole way. Trick stops him short and tells him he's going to do this by himself. Mello gives him crap for it. Then we go to break back from commercial. We get Thea Hale excited and wants to text Riley Osborne or maybe buy him a gift card and do cuts and Andre Chase roll up. She <laughs> says that Riley represented Chase U with pride and they need to gear up for the Dusty Classic. JC Jane then tells him that she's taking charge and Andre is going to focus on clearing the debt while Hudson and Osborne team. She's going to dig down and bring Chase U up from the depths of hell and back into profit. Then they go off together. Tam Paxley then rolls up on Lara Valkyria to be a weird fangirl at her. We get Axiom Nathan Frazier chatting backstage. Axiom wants to be in the Dusty Class together. Nathan is all about talking about trash about established teams in the division as Malik Blade and Idris Enofe roll up behind him. Then we get Nathan slowly realizing and continuing that he's right behind me gimmick. Then we get the D'Angelo family cutting a promo on OTM about how a deal is a deal and they're going to fight next week. And they finally formally introduce us to the glue of the D'Angelo family, Adriana Rizzo. Awesome name for an Italian girl right there. And then we uh, they go into the car. Joe Gacy then pops out of the truck, explaining he needed a quiet place to think. As for the guy he replaced, he thought he was going to the bridge. Uh, so uh, see ya. So lots of backstage stuff, a lot of moving forward of like uh, some character stuff, and you know some feud stuff, and uh, you know anything of note you want to mention out of uh, the, out of what I just talked about. Yeah, like you said, just a bunch of storyline progression. Um, you know, obviously pushing the uh, the D'Angelo family and the uh, out the mud uh, rivalry going forward. They're going to have a tag title match. It seems like uh, at, at some point, um, kind of pushing the uh, Kiana and Izzy uh, Izzy Dame uh, partnership um, and, and kind of who they are to each other, what, what they're going to be, uh, to each other that, you know, that they're, they're in it together. Um, and Izzy's going to make sure her name is, uh, known throughout the rest of the year. Again, kind of pushing some trick and Carmelo, uh, kind of tension. Um, obviously Melo kind of offered up tricks title match and the trick wasn't a big fan of that, but, um, you know, obviously Melo turns it around and hypes him up and says, you got this man, don't worry about it. Um, and then I like JC kind of taking control of uh, Chase U and saying that Andre's not going to wrestle uh, in the Dusty Classic. It, it, and he needs to worry about other things and uh, getting his uh, university back back in order. So, um, And then Tatum kind of stalking and uh, being a huge fangirl of Lyra is definitely an interesting uh, uh storyline i'd say it's not the it's not the most interesting but it definitely uh definitely interested to see where it eventually leads um and then obviously like you said nathan kind of you know flubs himself again and uh you know messes with uh uh, no and blade and kind of talks crap about him and uh gets caught in that so yeah not not too much other than some storyline uh advancing for sure yeah if if (laughs) there are two guys Guys that you wouldn't think would be in a they're standing behind me on the other side of that would be played in no face. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I kind I kind of did chuckle on that a little bit. Yeah, and the Tatum stuff. You know, we've seen this uh, kind of thing before. Of course, we had Mickey and Trish. We had um, you know Tori, right? Uh, and who was Tori? Was Tori and Trish also? Was that a thing? Right? Remember the original Tori, not Tori. Um, oh, the other Tori. Oh, it was uh, Tori and Sable. Sorry, and Sable, that was it. Yeah, so we've we've seen that before uh, to different degrees. We never had one kind of like uh, 
basically almost like cosplaying mm-hmm. is that one, which is which is what's going to be coming soon. But yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, Tatum has really been uh, getting better and moving into the uh, the forefront. I kind of wanted to see her be in the coven. I still like that name, although I am kind of digging the uh, Unholy Alliance, Unholy Union. Sorry, Unholy Union. I kind of like that name, but uh, you know, low key love the one I came up with. All right, moving on to our main <laughs> event of this episode. We have Grayson Waller versus Trick Williams. That uh, you know, Trick's championship number one contenders ship is on the line. And then we get uh, to go off there, John and each other. We got Waller with a hard right hand, punches into the corner, body blows, action to the floor. We get Waller in control as they go to break. Back from commercial, Trick hits suplex with some breathing room. Trick then punching his way into the corner, beating him down, but then Waller cuts him off into a half crab. Trick crawls, gets to the ropes to force the break. Waller jawing at him. Williams cuts him down, hits him with a flapjack, hungs him over the ropes. Rolling Thunder counter with a huge haymaker. Then we get another big near fall with Waller's foots on the rope. Then we get Grayson with his own near fall in return. Waller off the top rope, nobody home, jumping neckbreaker from Trick. Carmelo then runs down. Trick argues with him while Grayson is taking a breather. And then Kevin Owens is here to knock him out with one punch. Kale then throws him back to the ring. Trick is ready for him. Then we get Trick hitting a rising knee, getting uh, the win via pinfall, retaining his number one contendership for the NXT Championship. And, uh, yeah, I thought this was a fun match. I, I really enjoyed this. I love the, the KO showing up, just hitting him with a punch, and that was it. And, yeah, good way to uh, to end this episode, first one of the year. And I thought New Year's Evil was a pretty solid show. Uh, what are your thoughts on the main event? Yeah, def- definitely a solid show. And, and and it's good to see KO show up here. Uh, he's never been one to uh, be above coming back down to NXT to show, show some love and uh, make an appearance uh, and make it make a difference, of, of course. Uh, and definitely does that here for Trick. Um, kind of kind of assisting him with the win. You know, I, I think Trick held his own with uh, Waller throughout, and he probably would have won anyways, but uh, it never hel- never hurts to have a little help from uh, a friend. Um, but, yeah, a big win for Trick here uh, over an, an established um, an established uh, main roster talent. So um, de- definitely a huge win for him uh, ahead of uh, his eventual title match uh, whenever he does get it. All right. All right, so moving on to the episode from January 9th, 2024. We got a moments to go footage of Blair Davenport attacking the Kale Lions in the parking lot, and the brawl spills over into, into the arena. They trading they trade uh, some face smashes into the apron, roll inside. There are free calls for the bell. We get our Blair Davenport versus the Kale Lions match to start. We get Lions in control early with a big vertical suplex connecting, big kick for a near fall. Davenport recovers, big knee drop, club and blows, front chancery applied, but Nikita posed up on her feet. Off the ropes, Lynn Lyon drops her with a with kick, slingshot, twisting, imploding bonsai drop, but only a near fall. Blair cuts her off, chop block, double wrist clutch, and we get Blair Davenport winning by pinfall with her Kamigoye. Is that what the move is called? I believe so. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll pause there because it's uh, just the opening match. Uh, I thought this was fine. I kind of like uh, showing a little fire here with Nikita. Blair needs to be kept uh, strong after her loss from uh, last week. I think Nikita's got still got a waste, a little ways to go, but I I could see her. She's believe it or not, she's probably one of the more senior members of the uh, the women's roster here in NXT. So mm-hmm. I picture her being in the uh, the title picture before long. I mean, here's the thing: there is a 
pretty large roster of women down there, right? Do you think they should introduce a secondary title for the women, like an NXT North American Women's Championship? Because I think, you know, we have the two titles on the main roster, and I think that if they introduce secondary titles, it's way too many titles for the women. But in NXT, I think, you know, you, I think the women need something else to fight over. I mean, those those women that are, like, not in the title picture or maybe, you know, up-and-comers, like somebody like maybe, you know, you see, like, you know, like, like, um, like, uh, not Cora, but, uh, you know, like, uh, Ariana Grace, like, you know, maybe even Gigi could be in, could be somebody that could like, you know, I mean, I can't see a lot of them winning the NXT, uh, women's championship, but, you know, giving them a secondary title, giving them a little more something to fight over, making, giving the matches a little more stake, I think would be something. Um, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, it definitely could be a thing uh, that, that they do. It, it could be a good test case for the uh, for the main roster as well. If they ever wanted to do something like that on on the main roster, they could definitely try it out in uh, in NXT to kind of see how it would work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it could be a, a good a good thing because I mean, even main roster wise, they have a deep. They are so deep on 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 all sides, really. I mean, there's just so so many good and talented superstars on the main roster and, and in NXT at this point. So, um, yeah, uh, definitely more for some some of those people to fight for is definitely a good good idea. Um, I, I I would not ever suggest bringing the tag titles back because um, I, I just think you're you're at that at that point you're forcing too many people together just to kind of make a team and make a division uh that doesn't really need to or does exist outside of uh the fact that they're fighting for the titles so definitely a a singles belt could be something that that they could look at uh, for sure but this match was probably the first in a a series of matches i I would think um blair seem blair getting the first uh victory is definitely not a surprise here I, i think nikita will eventually get her revenge but um yeah, Blair taking this one wasn't a surprise. All right. So we get uh, Trick Williams and Carmella Hayes struggling over the fall from last week. We get Melo trying to cheer up uh, Trick by telling him he got them an entry into the Dusty Classic. By the end of their talk, Trick does end up coming around. And we get our first contest in the Dusty's Tag Team Classic first round. We got Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker versus Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang. We get Breaker and Coffey to start. Soon enough, Wolfgang comes in. Braun has the same answer for both men. We get uh, free training with them with ease. We get tagged to Corbin, working Wolfgang over. Gallus then turns the tide. Then Baron with a near fall. The match breaks down. We get a big deep six on Mark, and all four men are dying out. Corbin, Corbin then uh, chokes coffee in the corner. Wolfgang sings, saves his partner, but Baron comes off to cut him. Baron comes to cut him off, and then we get uh, Wolfgang ducking a punch. Corbin punches uh, Steel. Mark works his hand over, smashing into the announce desk and then onto the apron. Back inside, uh, choking Baron, working more with quick tags. Braun with the hot tag. Fireman's carry gutbuster. German suplex flipped into an ace crusher. We get Corbin tags in. Spear clears the way. And we get end of days from Corbin on Mark Coffey with getting Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin the win. So I thought this was a fun match here. I mean, Gallus is one of those kind of like, you know, they're kind of treading water right now you know i feel like you know the the makeshift teams are getting the uh 
the 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 victories over the established teams, which I think is good. But you know, sometimes it's like, why did you bother having these like you know other teams? But yeah, what do you think of uh you know the uh, the trick and mellow getting into the uh, Dusty Cup Classic and then this uh, this tag match? Yeah, um, definitely an interesting direction for Trick and Mello. It, you know, uh, obviously you would think, uh, I, I believe they've announced that the uh, finals to this is going to be at Vengeance Day. So uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Trick not getting his title match at uh, at uh, New Year's Evil, um, it, it, you would think, think it would seem like he would get it there. So, it, it, you know, obviously if they make it to the finals of this, uh, it seems like he might have uh, maybe more than one match in, in, a, in a night, and that could played it as uh you know it, it definitely doesn't play to his favor um in, in that scenario and i, I think he kind of shows that when he kind of uh isn't into the idea at first um but the corbin and uh corbin and breaker versus gallus match was uh i thought it was really good um real hard hitting real real uh stiff uh match throughout um but yeah i kind of get where you get you're coming from with the two singles guys kind of beating the established teams as uh not, not always the best way to go about it. Um, I, I think it does make these kind of tournaments more exciting uh, to kind of have these makeshift teams, but um, it doesn't do much for the uh, division going forward. Cause yeah. I, I, as we'll talk about later, I, I don't know that Braun's going to be around uh, too, too horribly much longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good for the, like the tournament, but yeah, it kind of eats up the division a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah, and, and and the men's tag divisions already not like super deep at this point. I mean, they have a lot of teams, but I, I just don't know that there's that like standout that's really looking like they might take out uh, the D'Angelo's. So yeah, but we'll see. All right, so we got our first video of Tiffany Stratton's day as a ranch hand on Fallon Henley's ranch. Tiffany shows up in a pink sparkly cowgirl outfit, turns down Henley's clothes, proceeds to freak out every turn as Fallon describes the day of work they have in front of them. Then we get Lyra into in the ring and on the mic. She says she and Blair Davenport kicked the crap out of each other, but she's still champion and confident she'll remain champion through all of 2024. The question for now is who's she going to fight at Vengeance Day? We'll all find out next week because Ava Rain told her that there'll be a 20-women battle royal with a twist. The final four entrants remaining will compete in a four-way match to determine the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship. We get Lola Vice and Electra Lopez interrupting. Lola says that the only reason that Lyra's still champ is that she got stopped from cashing in, and Valkyria tells her she gets it. She thought Lola would come here and turn the place upside down, but all she does is talk and talk about what she's going to do. Lyra isn't here to watch her shake her ass on Instagram. She's here to fight Lola, the cage fighter. Lola then says everyone loves her, but she can't help it. The people are like sheep who follow her every move, but she can't blame them for loving her Latina heat. Lyra says the only Latina heat she sees coming is from Electra Lopez, who held Legado del Fantasma together. And when she's going, when is she going to break it to her bestie that she has no intent of cashing in for a tag team title match? She'll make it easy. She wants a title match here and now. Lopez cuts her off with an elbow. They brawl. Tam Paxley then arrives to even a numbers game, and all four women enjoy each other. Then we get Metaphor backstage chatting when Josh Briggs rolls up. They try to offer him a safe space, talk about his breakup with Brooks Jensen and Fallon Henry, <laughs> but he refuses and challenges him to a rematch as we go to break. All right, so uh, I like this, um, you know, the Tiffany stuff we knew was going to be comedy gold, which is really uh, goes into both characters. We got Lyra in the ring kind of announcing uh, what's going to happen with the Battle Royal. We got Lola 
and Electra with the uh, the seeds of breakup being planted even more here. Yeah, and I thought that was um that was a lot of fun. I, I kind of uh, am interested to see where we go. And there were some been some twists and turns in the Lola Electra as we'll uh, we'll get to uh, a little bit later. So uh, what do you think of uh you know this little promo thing and um you know uh, the announcement of the battle royal with a twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know uh, <laughs> Tiffany saying something or uh, you know uh, Fallon's describing what, what's what's going to be done throughout the day uh, on on the farm. She talks about mucking the stalls or something like that at one point, and Tiffany's like, "Excuse me, what, what does mucking mean?" <laughs> and, and it's just hilarious. Um, I, I don't know if it happened in this uh, segment. It might have been in the next one, but uh, I, I just thought that that was a hilarious line, and, and you know, you know. Uh, Fallon's face and kind of, kind of how she reacted to any any question that Tiffany had was just uh, really, really good, funny stuff. Um, and yeah, the the in ring segment tw- between Lola and Electra and and Lyra um, kind of showed uh, kind of showed what Lola can do on the mic. Uh, kind of she can go back and forth with Lyra, so that's a good good thing uh, for her being kind of new to the new to the game. Um, but yeah, and obviously it continues to tease the the, the dissension between Electra and her, um, and, and and it is exciting to have the battle royal coming up so um, that they can name a new number one contender. And I, I like the idea of it coming down to the final four and it kind of turning into a but you know winner t- winner take all uh, kind of situation. So that's definitely cool. All right, so then we get Luca Crisofini complaining Ava Reina his feet were under the ropes and she waves him off saying that she'll she'll look into it. Dragon Lee then rolls up, says he's back and ready to go. Lexus King rolls up, demands a challenge, and Lee says he's ready. Lexus says he's always ready, too, which is why he had a contract drawn up. Dragon signs a contract, says he'll see him tonight. Devon to a singles match between Josh Briggs and Oro Mensah. Briggs hot out of the gates, big slam. Then Last Legend pulls her pal out of the ring and cuts Josh off in the corner. Kicks overhand clubs, a valiant effort, but Briggs plants him with a choke slam off the ropes, and Josh Briggs wins via pinfall with a lariat then we get uh one to more footage of tiffany stratton and her darling uh pink cowgirl outfit shoveling shit moving hay whatnot she asks <laughs> for a break but fallon tells her that it's the only first of today's task and somebody comes by and tells her a horse needs washing of course it's tiffany's job to wash the horse after she finishes washing the horse she says she's done but fallon points out you can't put a clean horse in a dirty stall and gives her a pink shovel and tells her to get to mucking like you had, that, I, that, I, there I you go that, that's, yeah <laughs> all right so um we get uh, a little bit of backstage stuff here with lexus king uh luca Cristofini, you know not sure what what we're doing there but uh you know we get a little match here between josh and oro Mensa. it you know kind of a oro's kind of the the fall guy of uh of the metaphor on the men's side at least right now to uh, protect noam dar and Briggs needs, uh, you know, some wins here. And then we continue on with the, uh, the Tiffany on the ranch. Uh, anything else of mention here? Yeah, I, I mean, King getting the uh, the North American title match and using uh, Crucifino as a uh, as his legal legal counsel uh, to get, get him that match was a, a pretty smart idea by King there. Um, and Briggs looked really good in in his match with Oro. You know, gets a big win, um, obviously. Uh, pretty pretty much with ease, um, and he, he hits that uh, a big close big clothesline um, to kind of uh, hype up uh, JBL that I know is a big fan of uh, Josh Briggs there. So um, 
I'm sure he loved the the, the lariat uh, in in the match. Um, and yeah, like I said, you know, like the mucking the stalls and uh, Tiffany asking, what does mucking mean? Just made me laugh so hard. So yeah, just all that stuff was comedy gold and uh, I loved all of it. All right. All right. We want to an NXT tag team title match. We got the D'Angelo family defending against OTM. We get Stax and Neiman to start. Bronco catches him. He slips out, tagged to Tony D. Tony comes in with right hands with a cross shoulder block. Uh, tag to stock to stacks and then they cut Nima down tag in from price all four men are in the ring together things then settle back down Lorenzo is in control but Lucian not far out we get a tag from Bronco kick to the spine Channing then knocks him down low bridge for price Nima cuts him off Bulldogs to the floor they go to break back from commercial OTM is in, in control working Lorenzo over Tony with the hot tag blockbuster for two then we get Nima tagging in, cutting D'Angelo off double Olympic slam we get passing stacks to the floor, off the ropes, back body drop, power slam. We got bada bing hits, but it's not enough. Scripts off the top. Adriana Rizzo runs interference. Stacks takes Nima out with a plancha. D'Angelo family wins via pinfall with the Fisherman Buster from Tony D'Angelo and Lucian Price retaining the NXT Tag Team Championship. Then we get an NXT anonymous footage of JC Jane telling her gremlins that she knows how to save Chase you from debt and lays it out for them. So, yeah, this was a, a, a decent little match. OTM is improving, and, you know, the D'Angelo family has really come so far in, uh, you know, the time they've been together. And adding Adriana Rizzo to the group, I think, just makes them even better that she, uh, you know, she neutralizes scripts, which is not hard to do, apparently. Um, <laughs> all right, so what do you think about this tag match here? Yeah, I, I like the addition. I, I always thought they needed a third guy or girl to kind of uh you know help them out in these situations where they're kind of uh, overmatched or uh you know outmanned uh in these type of situations but yeah it's super entertaining match uh you know i definitely thought out the mud didn't seem like they were uh they were they were overmatched here at all um i definitely think they didn't seem they didn't they didn't uh you know disappear in the spotlight uh like like some teams could in, in this these type of situations where uh you know they get their first big shot at a, at a title uh alone they've they've been in fatal four ways and stuff like that but uh it, they were obviously there there to be the fall fall guys uh in the match that they had previously but um yeah their first got you know two on two tag team match with with the champs i definitely think they uh lived up to the uh, uh hype that they've kind of been putting behind them so uh, really, really, really solid match uh, and a good, good title defense by uh, Tony D and Stax. All right, so we get Overfemi being interviewed backstage. Says his breakout tournament contract means he can become a champion at any time. Lexus King rolls up, says that all that matters is he, he earned a title shot by winning a tournament, but he slipped in, and got himself his own title shot. He tells Ova he's a future NXT champion, but he's going to win the NXT North American tonight championship tonight, and any drinks will be on him. Femi asks if it's the main event. The interviewer says it is. He said he looks at his contract meaningfully. Then we got Cora Jade making her entrance as they go to break. Back from commercial, Gallus is struggling after their loss, and Joe Coffey calls Rich Holland out as he walks by. Rich tells him he's not afraid. Coffey then threatens him. We move on to our next match, which is Cora Jade versus Gigi Dolan. Jade with underhooks out the gates. Arm drag blocks kick combo. Gets Dolan a near fall. Cora with kicks to the corner, choking her, sliding her Back elbow, sliding back elbow in the ropes. Forearm sets up an STO from Gigi. Drop kick into the ropes. Looking for the Cobra twist, but Cora grabs the ref and blocks. Cora underhooks. 
and hits the butterfly DDT and gets the win via pinfall. Then we get uh, back from commercial. We get uh, OTM out in the parking lot. They talk to a woman who knows the solutions to their problems. Turns out to, I believe, be Jada Parker. And they leave together. So we get this, uh, you know, over Femi. You know, is he going to cash in on the NXT North American title tonight after, uh, you know, Alexis King weaseled his way into a, a, a match with Dragon Lee? We get a short match here between Cora and Gigi. Of course, Cora, you know, being recently returned, is going to get the win here. And then, uh, you know, we get OTM, you know, talking to a woman. Maybe, uh, you know, they could be uh, getting somebody to neutralize the Adriana Rizzo, who's neutralizing scripts. And it's a whole big, and now I've gone cross-eyed talking about neutralizing. <laughs> um, Logan, what do you uh, what do you think of uh, what happened here? Yeah, as I say, now that they've added a woman now, now that the D'Angelo family needs another guy. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's just going to be um, ongoing. It's never-ending. It never, never ends. Um, but yeah, Obafemi obviously seems uh, somewhat conflicted about what he's going to do with his uh, contract, whether he wants to do it now or or, or maybe later, kind of hold on to it, see see what uh, opportunities kind of present himself. But he's obviously thinking about doing something uh, sooner rather than later. Um, the GG Cora match was it, it, it was it was pretty short. Uh, for something that they've been building for a few weeks, it was kind of disappointing for the fact that it was as short as it was. But obviously, just another match to kind of get Cora over, continue her push, uh, and continue her ascension. Uh, seemingly, probably towards a, a, a big title match at some point. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely seems like she's headed for big things uh, at at that at this point uh, with this win over Gigi. Um, and then yeah, OTM kind of gets that female sidekick that. Uh, that the D'Angelo family has just kind of obtained. So um, definitely seems like they're kind of evening, evening the odds uh, in that one. All right. Well, to our next match in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, we got Axiom and Nathan Frazier versus Hank and Tank. Uh, kind of a quick match. We get Axiom and Nathan Frazier winning by pinfall with the Phoenix Bash from Frazier on Hank Walker. We get uh, another Tiffany video here. We got... Uh, where she says she's going to erase every disgusting memory from her mind while Fallon Henley and her crew laugh at her. Tiffany tells her she knows what it's like to be a Fallon now, and there's something wrong with her. She thinks this is a life worth living, and she's leaving. Tiffany then steps in horse poop and falls into a tub of water, has a meltdown as the normies leave, laughing at her. Back from commercial, we get Idris Sanofi and Malik Blade walking and talking excited about this year's Dusty Classic and their opponents next week, Trick and Mellow. We get Thea Hale rolling up to ask if they want to change their lives, and she wants to start with some stretching, uh, selling them on having six-packs, but they show off their abs. Then we get Dragon Lee versus uh, Lexus King. Uh, actually, we'll pause here for a second because there's a lot of big stuff that's going about to happen. So we get, you know, Axiom Nathan Frazier moving on in the tournament. We get the Tiffany stuff here coming to a close, and uh, some backstage stuff with... Uh, you know, Thea trying to, uh, um, I guess, I don't know if she's trying to get them to uh, to sign up for training to make some money for Chase U. I don't know what's going on here. But what are your thoughts on the, uh, the you know, really short Axiom uh, Frazier tank a tank match and the uh, ending, right, this is the last vignette we get for the Tiffany stuff, so. Yeah, Axiom and Nathan uh, winning here wasn't a surprise. Uh, they're super exciting to watch. Um, and you know, Hank and Tank kind of held their held their end of it, but Axiom and uh, Frazier were definitely always going over. 
um, but they were uh, impressive in, in doing so. Um, yeah, kind of the finish to the uh, Tiffany being the ranch hand was uh, entertaining as the other ones had been. So um, definitely a good little show show kind of storyline throughout uh, and some good vignettes that we, we got to see. And then, yeah, the, the whole Chase You thing, um, I, it was kind of getting old there for a while, but I feel like it's kind of ramped back up and I kind of want to see uh, what where this kind of ends up because I kind of don't know where it, where I see it going, but uh, I'm definitely interested to kind of see it continue to progress. All right. All right. So we got Dragon Lee versus Lexus King for the NXT North American Championship. Here we got Collar and Elbow struggling into the ropes. Lee breaks clean and with a pat on the chest, back into the lockup, into the corner. King breaks clean and waves Dragon over. Uh, we get a headlock takeover from the champion, wrenching it in off the ropes. Drop kick connects. Lexus then knocks the champ to the floor with a drop kick of his own. Plancha dodge. King stumbles to the floor as Trey Bearhill is escorted away from ringside. Lee with a dive and we go to break. Back conversion trading punches. Back by drop sends Lee to the apron. Kick. Head scissors takeover. Running kick in the corner. Slingshot. Drop kick. Cover for two. Rising knee gets the Northern Lariat. King draws him up. Northern Lights bomb. And we get a super kick from the champion. And Dragon Lee wins via pinfall with Operation Dragon, retaining the NXT North American Championship. But then here comes Oba Femi, and he wants to cash in his NXT breakout, men's breakout tournament contract. And that leads into Dragon Lee defending against Oba Femi. We get Dragon is gained a fight, big dive back inside, right hands. Femi shoves him away, and Zaguri connects, block the whip, clobber and Dragon in the ropes, huge tossing powerbomb. Oba lines him up, but Lee cuts him off with a super kick right on the button. Tornado DDT connects, crawling into the cover. Then we get Oba swings him up, toss around, last ride, and Oba Femi wins via pinfall, becoming your new North American champion. And Oba celebrates to close the show. So yeah, I thought the Dragon Lee Lexus King match was 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 all right, not bad. Um, was a you know going into the, I knew we we knew we were going to get a cash in once the whole Lexus King stuff happened backstage, but we get um you know I, I wasn't expecting him to cash in that quickly, but Dragon Lee being a pretty much a main roster guy, you know needed to uh, probably wasn't going to be hanging out in NXT that much longer. But I thought it was good. I, you know, he's kind of a beast. I mean, whoever you know ends up beating him is gonna get a, you know, a huge feather in their cap. But you know, I, I kind of like it. The guy, you know, is is not terrible on the mic for for a, a guy who's relatively new. But uh, yeah, I thought this was a fun end to the show. Kind of a little uh, shocking surprise here that we have a new champion that we didn't even know was gonna happen before the end of the night, before the start of the night. So, well, what are your thoughts on the uh, main event here? <laughs> Yeah, the the King uh, Lee match. It, it wasn't any. It wasn't the best match that Dragon Lee's had. But Dragon Lee's one of those guys that, um, you know, no matter who he's in there with, he's gonna he's gonna entertain you. Um, uh, you know, uh, Lexus King's just not. <clears throat> he he's not the most exciting guy to watch in the ring. I I don't really know how to describe him. He he just. It, nothing he does is super flashy, but uh, um, he, he's he's a, a good base for a guy like Dragon Lee, and Dragon Lee could do some good stuff yeah. with him. Um, and, and yeah, the shock of uh, Obafemi actually cashing in uh, here at here at the end uh, was definitely definitely a surprise, definitely not, not something I didn't see coming. 
Um, and, and, you know, he, he wins. Uh, obviously, when Dragon Lee won the title, uh, it didn't seem like it was really intended for him, but somebody needed to take the uh, title off of uh, old, old Dirty Dom uh, when it happened. But so um, it, it never really seemed like Dragon Lee was going to have a super long reign, but I, I definitely didn't see Obafemi being the guy that uh, was going to end up beating him. Because, you know, Dragon Lee's on SmackDown full-time, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it never seemed like he was going to have a super long reign. But this is definitely not who I saw uh, being the one to take it away from him. But yeah. definitely an exciting prospect, for sure. Yeah, definitely a shocking surprise. That's, you know, got to tune in to Tuesdays, man. You don't know what you're going to miss, mm-hmm. right? So we go to the show on January 16th. We get Idris Sanofi and Malik Blade versus Trick Mellow Gang in the first round of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. We get, uh, you know, Blade and Hayes to start filling out Lisa Stalemate, tag to Sanofi, but Williams is in right behind him. Takes control of the match, scoops and slams, big right hand. Lariat takes Malik out and tag back to Mellow off the top. Nobody home. Blade cuts him down with elbows, takes Williams off the apron with a drop kick. And we get Hayes with a super kick, tag to Idris, waist lock, shove off, roll under, drop kick right on the button. Tag back to Trick, arm rag, arm drag from Inofe, but Trick Mellow turned the tide back. Tag to Blade, cuts Trick off, double teams, dives, and Inofe and Blade are in control as we go to break. Back from commercial, Carmelo with a reverse chin lock. Inofe shoves him into the corner break, tag to Blade, and they cut Carmelo down. Mounted punches from Idris, match breaks down, everybody do something cool. Then we get Idris with a diving... Elbow for two. We get Carmelo tagging in. Springboard Lariat. Spinebuster from Malik. But Trick Willie tags in. And we get Trick Williams hits the uh, his finisher uh, and gets the uh, the win. And that was a, a fun opener here, right? Uh, you know, I thought these guys all went at it. And the team that you thought was going to win won. So uh, what are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, exactly. You, you always knew Trick and uh, Melo were going to win this one. But, um... You know, Idris uh, and uh, Malik definitely brought their end of this one. Uh, I think they're somebody we've always kind of, I, I won't say shit on. Uh, we, we haven't been the hugest fan of them, um, but but they definitely brought their end of this one. Um, definitely, you know, played up to the opportunity that they had here. They're going to get some true main eventers on, on NXT, and, you know, they showed up for sure. So uh, this is kind of one of those uh, opener, uh, NXT openers that we've gotten used to. Uh, um, this this definitely had that, that, that feel to it. Uh, it was a lot of lot of speed, a lot of high-flying, so um, definitely definitely a solid way to open this episode. All right. So we get a Fallon Henley interviewed backstage. Says it's down to brass tacks because she never had a tile shop before. Has to go through 19 other women in other case to get one, but she's going to put on her work boots, make it to the final four. She has three words for us. Yeehaw, bitch. All right. Then we get a recap from last week of Dragon Lee. You know, they, they're pushing it, man. You know, Tony Storm is saying tits every week on over there on AEW. Yeah. She, she can say bitch here, right? All right. So we get a recap of Dragon Lee winning the North American Championship. It's Tyler Rain and Obafemi dethroning him last week. Then we get Lola Vice and Electra Lopez walking backstage, and Lopez's big plans to win the Battle Royal make it a triple threat. When Tam Paxley appears in a window to be creepy and says she's going to win and not challenge Lyra Valkyria because no one gets near her champion. Then we get Obafemi making his entrance. He gets on the mic, says he knows that we are surprised that, to see him as North American champion, but this prophecy has been long foretold. And there was going to be a juggernaut drenched in gold. 
He always knew he was going to be the biggest, tallest, and fastest, the embodiment of the term that means war leader. He was tested as a young Nigerian prince, and in the NCAA, as a D1 athlete, he made that world his home, winning title after title. Now he's here in NXT. The goal is still the same. He's already made his mark by dropping three men and Dragon Lee, and now with this title, he has divine right to rule all over all of us. He will crush to dust every man that stands in his way. We get Dragon Lee entering, gets in the mic, asks Femi how's this going, says he can't be mad after last week. Oba is hungry and took his moment. Nobody in NXT history has made the kind of impact he has. I don't know about that. Holding the title is significant because it represents opportunity, and he hopes Femi will keep the open challenges going, and he wants one tonight. Oba Femi tells him the open challenges are now closed, so Dragon shifts gears and says he wants his rematch at Vengeance Day. Femi tells him he doesn't get to the side anymore. He does, and he takes his leave. Okay. So a lot going on here with Ovafemi kind of like, uh, you know, talking about, you know, how great he is uh, and how it was destined. Now, Logan, you're, you're a big college football guy. Do you remember him playing uh, at all? You remember no, where he played? I, I do not no, I remember him, uh, to my knowledge. Um, but he definitely is a hoss, so I, I could see him being a really good, probably defensive lineman or uh, you know, somebody that's going going for the quarterback, going to rec shop. So, um, I, I don't I don't remember him uh, specifically for sure, but um, I, I'm sure he was a hoss and a badass on the football field, like he is in the wrestling ring so far. So, um, but yeah, kind of showed some a little bit more personality, maybe kind of showing that he's a, a more of a heel than anything. Uh, you know, because he's not going to kind of continue Dragon Lee's little open challenges. Uh, he's going to kind of pick his spots. So um, definitely an d- interesting turn. I figured they might make him just a, you know, a badass face, but it seemed like they might make him uh, a badass heel. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But um, definitely, definitely interesting. Uh, de- definitely an interesting uh, promo. And he wore a hell of a hell of a turtleneck during this. Uh, I know this that promo, was a, so. a thing of beauty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I assumed, yeah, I forgot that he had talked about being like a, a track and field guy. He was a football player, actually. Uh, Isaac Odubisian, Bison, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, born in 98. He was, uh, he went to uh, Middle Tennessee State University. Okay. And uh, wins won the conference USA title. Well, then he transferred to the University of Alabama in summer of 2019, where he won the shot put title at the SEC Indoor Track and Field Championships in 2021 and 2022. So yeah, that was uh you know guy guy was a D1 athlete. I mean shot put, woof, yeah. that, is, that is some tough stuff there. Um, but yeah, so we get a uh, you know I think the guy is going to be good. You know he's a little green, but you know, he's in the right place to kind of move forward. He kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Jade Cargill, actually. You know, got a, a you know great body, great great look. Is 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 good in the ring, but you know, he needs he needs time. He needs to season. He needs to get better, make his game well rounded. So there's a there's a really big upside to this guy, though. So we're excited to see what happens here. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see Eddie Thorpe holding court in the locker room earlier that day. And we get, uh, you know, he talks about beating down uh, Dijak when Trey Bearhill rolls up, thanks him for representing their culture. They share details about their heritage and the assholes they deal with when one such an asshole rolls up in front of Dijak. 
And we get Bearhill getting in Dijak's face. Dijak mocks his culture and saying it didn't teach him how to quit. And they set up a match. And we get Lyra making her entrance. Tam Paxley shattering her in her own set of feathers as we go to break. Then we get uh, Trick Mellow Gang talking up their big win while Dragunov rolls up. He says he's cleared now as NXT champion. He let down. And Trick uh, deserves a title match on a big stage, so it would be Vengeance Day. Trick is excited, but Hayes is upset because that's when the Dusty Cup finals are. They move on to a tag match between Electra Lopez, Lola Vice versus Lyra Valkyrie and Tim Paxley. We get Lopez and Valkyrie to start up and over Cartwheel Schoolboy. Electra kicks out. Whip reverse. Lyra with a wrecking ball drop kick, and Paxley does one of her own in her identical gear. Tatum is illegal. Cartwheel waist lock. Electra shugs her off and gets her isolated for a tag. Kick cover for two. Quick tags. Uh, then Lyra tags back in and goes to town, bridging Northern Life Suplex for two. Tatum tags back in, up top, perching and diving cross body. Vice breaks it up into the cast. Paxley goes down and falls into the cover. And we get Lyra Valkyrie and Tatum Vice winning by a pinfall with a flop pin from Paxley on Electra Lopez after she basically gets kicked out into the face and falls onto uh, Electra. So um, we get, you know, some backstage stuff here with a Thorpe and, and Di- Dijak still. We get uh, Trey Bearhill uh, getting into the to the mix, and we get a, a you know a decent uh, tag match here for the women between Electra Lopez and Lyra Valkyria and Tatum and, and Vice. So, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, some of this backstage stuff in this women's tag match? Yeah, it seemed like you know after uh, NXT Underground, it seemed like Eddie Thorpe was kind of done with Dijak, but uh, maybe, maybe this is more of a transition to, for Dijak to kind of go with uh, Trey Bearhill going forward. Um, you know, kind of, kind of get him some matches against a, a, a real pro in Dijak. So, uh, we'll see where that one kind of goes. Um, and then you know, Trick and uh, Trick and Dragonoff have that little confrontation uh, kind of show, and uh, you know, Ilya kind of points out that if they advance through the Dusty Cup, uh, he he'll probably have to fight twice at uh, Vengeance Day. So, kind of pointing that out, kind of putting that in his head. Um, and then, uh, the tag match was fine, um, kind of put over Tatum's, uh, character of kind of being, want, wanting to be everything like, uh, Lyra, so, um, definitely an interesting, uh, interesting development in that one, um, kind of showing she, she even wore her outfit and the feathers and all that kind of stuff, so, uh, definitely entertaining, uh, entertaining development on that one, um, but a, a solid match nonetheless. All right. Move on to uh, a bunch of women on the roster in the locker room. Ariana Grace takes center stage, says to believe it is to achieve it. And that's why she's going to win. She keeps talking like it's an acceptance speech as the locker room empties one by one. And she's confused that there's nobody there. Move on to a match between Joe Coffey and Rich Holland. Collar elbow uh, broken to the back to the lockup. This time Coffey breaks it with her right hand off the ropes. Shoulder block and training elbows, passing Joe into the corner. Big overhead belly to belly, back body drop, a release. Northern Lights and Ridge is fired up. And we got Ridge with shoulder blocks, a big right hand for Wolfgang on the apron. Coffee then hits a drop kick, short whips into the turnbuckles, backbreaker connects. Joe with a slingshot elbow drop, goes for the pin. Ridge with a hip toss, fireman's carry drops and throat first against the top rope. And we got Ridge Holland winning via pinfall with Northern Grit. Post match, Gallus puts their boots to Ridge Holland at length, taunting. That no one is coming to help. Then we get an NXT Anonymous video in, Chase, in JC Jane's Chase U fundraising brain center where she talks about the work they've done and wishes JC Jane and Karma 
Petrovic, uh, good luck. Uh, try whoever wrote this messed up. Uh, in the Battle Royal tonight, she asks one of them to stay back and invites her out for drinks. And we get a Baron Corman interview backstage. He rolls up to complain that Baron, Braun, sorry, uh, Braun Breaker rolls up to complain that Baron gave him the wrong time for their interview. Corbin then shushes him and tells him a story about how he took Braun under a, his win and then wing and led them to victory. But then Breaker tells the opposite story. Braun gives them a team name, the Wolf Dogs, and Baron takes issue with it. Breaker thinks he was thinking uh, about it in the shower. Corbin has some panic there about him thinking about him in the shower and vetoes the Wolf Dogs gimmick. Braun asks the interviewer to be honest, and she says they're both assholes. Breaker then tells Baron to come up with a name himself. Corbin says he's supposed to be the creative one. Braun offers up wild boars, but Baron walks off shaking his head. Okay, so we get, you know, uh, a match between Joe Coffey and Rich Holland. I'm still unsure why Rich Holland is getting this uh, kind of repackage. This look, he's a guy though. Also though, honestly, I thought he was brought up to the main roster way too quickly. I thought he should have shouldn't he should have stayed in NXT. So I think you know maybe they see something there. I mean, I'm sure the, the guy's fine. I mean, Joe Coffey, the guy can't get a win, it seems like, lately. I uh, know he's your favorite guy. And we <laughs> continue on with this J.C. Jane kind of uh, stuff going on here This that we're not supposed to really know about. And we get the uh, continued uh, bickering here between uh, Corbin and Breaker. So uh, what are your thoughts on this section of the show? Yeah, um, you know, the the... Holland uh, coffee match. Um, not not much going on there. Uh, a mat or just a way to get uh, Ridge Holland to win over over somebody that's kind of established uh, on NXT. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't really know what 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 the what the deal is here. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that back when he got called up, it was it was a, definitely a shock, and I, I thought he was somebody that could definitely use a lot more seasoning uh, when they did originally call him up. So uh, maybe this is them trying to kind of redux that a, a little bit. Um, and obviously they attack him afterwards. So this, this uh, rivalry and kind of the way this is going is, isn't going anywhere. Um, more JC stuff with Chase. You kind of, I'm kind of interested again to kind of see where this goes um, and, and w- what she's really doing uh, b- behind the scenes that like you said, we're not seeing um, and more more women uh, talking about the battle royal later tonight, talking about how excited they are for the opportunity to be able to maybe uh, have a title match at a, a PLE. Um, and then the, I thought the Baron uh, Braun interview was uh, some good stuff, some good comedy. Um, Braun trying to trying to be cool, talking about thinking about uh, Baron in the shower and stuff like that, <laughs> or just the team in the shower. Um, it was a uh, was a really good uh, comedy spot for sure, and showed showed that they can kind of do that 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 part of it too. All right, moving on, we get. Uh, sorry, I lost my place for a second. All right, so we get Chase U. Uh, Duke Hudson, Raleigh Osborne versus the Latino World Order, Cruz del Toro, and Joaquin Wilde in the first round matchup of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. We got Osborne and del Toro to start, training near falls. A little bit of Matt grappling, tag to Wilde, double teams in a two count. Raleigh up and over, Joaquin with a drop kick on the button, but Osborne gets away, makes a tag. Sla- side slam cuts Wilde off, tags to del Toro. Hudson clotheslines both of them to the floor and tags Riley back in. Osborne off the ropes, space flying, tiger drop, and we go to break. Back for commercial, the LWO is in control, working Osborne over, and he won't stay down. Riley gets some separation with a corkscrew sent on Atomico, and he makes the tag. Duke in, 
Hot big boot flip flop fly and power bomb lift, but Cruz slips out. Kick combo, poison Frankensteiner connects. Del Toro fired up in the corner. He charges into a rock bottom. Still no. Another power bomb lift. Cruz slips out again. Super kick and tag to Wild. Boss land slam from Hudson, but Del Toro isn't legal. Joaquin with a missile drop kick, slingshot to the apron, super kick, Santana Tomico, Tope into a tornado DDT. Back in tag main, moonsault, Del Toro off the top ropes. And we get the Latino World Order winning via pinfall with a Phoenix Splash from Cruz Del Toro on Duke Hudson. I thought this was a really fun match. I am digging the Latino World Order. Duke Hudson, probably one of the best hot tags right now we got going on in WWE. And Riley Osborne held his own. So uh, right team goes over here. Even though LWO is technically a main roster team, but I, I don't have a problem with that. I think mm-hmm. Chase U is uh, is all about losing right now, which is uh, their story. And uh, yeah, I thought this was a, a good match, and uh, we'll see what happens in the next round. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I, I was kind of expecting maybe Chase U to pick up the win here to kind of get some positive momentum, especially since uh, Mr. Chase wasn't wasn't on the team. It was it was Duke and Riley in this. Scenario, so I thought they I thought they might actually steal the win, but um, I, I have like like I said earlier, I have no problem with uh, the LWO being uh, featured here in NXT, and uh, that they're super good in the ring, and there there was uh, that was definitely the case here as well. Um, like like and like you said, Duke Duke Hudson's one of the best hot tags in the business, uh, like you said. So um, yeah, just a really solid match, um, and, and you know. Uh, it's good to see LWO move forward, and I think whoever they face up with next, uh, they'll have a really good match as well. So, looking forward to that one. All right. So, we get Adriana Rizzo worried backstage. JT, I got worries here. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I knew I, growing up in New York, you know, out, right outside of the Bronx, uh, knew a lot of Adriana Rizzo's in my day. You know what I'm saying? That's why it uh-huh. kind of hits it. It kind of hits me. You know, like I'm like, I feel like I'm back in, uh, you know, back in my college days here. And we got, uh, you know, Adriana Rizzo worried backstage when Tony D and Stax rolls up. I worry about having her first match in tonight's Battle Royal. They give her a pep talk. And we get back from commercial. Noam Darn, Oro Mensar awkwardly explaining the rules of the Heritage Cup to Von Wagner and Robert Stone. Then we get a match here between Dijak and Trey Bearhill. Joe Casey and his pocket hot dog are on commentary for this one. Bearhill catches a kick. Sorry, head clock. <laughs> clock shot off. Pocket hot dogs, you know. Hey, I off 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 mic. I'll tell you a pocket Chinese food story. All right. Anyway, so we get shot off. Duck underneath. Not my pocket. Uh, off the ropes. Drop down. Leapfrog. Back body drop. And Trey is fired up. Dijak cuts him off with a super kick. Chops in the corner. Big slam. Cover for two. Dropping an elbow for another near fall. Overhand chops in the corner. Straight side suplex connects. Elbow and a lariat sends Barrett to the floor. Donvick, uh, Dijak, sorry, smashes his face into the apron, throws him into the barricade. Dijak jaws at Gacy. Joe headbutts him, and Trey gets fired up and brings the fight to Dijak. Back inside, overhand chop, rakes the back off the ropes. Freight train cross by for two. Dijak comes back and hits, uh, gets the win by a pinfall. Post-match, Joe Gacy attacks Dijak, and they brought the ramp. Lexus King appears and drops Bearhill with a knee to the back of the head. Straight jacket neckbreaker. And we get, uh, we go backstage, we see Josh Briggs when JBL rolls up. He asks JBL for advice. And John says what he's looking for isn't there. Asks if he knows why he picked him for the Iron Survivor Challenge qualifier. Says Briggs has all the talent in the world, but he doesn't know who he is and compares his own journey to being the wrestling god to Josh's yes to come. Okay, so, you know, we get a little bit of a, 
you know, backstage stuff with Adriana Rizzo as we continue to uh, get introduced to her. We get a, you know, a fine, you know, kind of a hot fight here between Dijak and Berryhill, kind of moving stuff forward with Joe Gacy getting involved as well as Lexus King. And then we get, uh, you know, Briggs uh, getting uh, the little bit of rub here from JBL. I could kind of see Briggs being like, you know, a young JBL, you know, back from his Justin uh, Hawk Bradshaw days a little bit there, uh, Sans Cowbell. Uh, but you know, this was you know kept. Uh, this is all moving storylines forward, so I'm I'm okay with all this stuff. Any thoughts here? Anything stand out? Yeah, all all, uh, all Briggs needs is uh, Uncle Zeb uh, yeah. after that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he I'm sure he's floating around somewhere. Um, but yeah, um, Bear Hill and Dijak was a match to get uh, Dijak over, give it get him a good win and obviously push this uh new storyline that he's gonna have with uh joe gacy it seems so uh definitely definitely interested to see that one uh i, I don't know how those two match up but uh we'll, we'll see uh if they have a match uh coming up and and see how that kind of goes but obviously continue to push the lexus king trey bear hill they keep kind of getting involved in each other's stuff so uh they'll have a match uh, somewhere down the line as well um, yeah, and if, if I, I don't know if JBL is going to kind of hang around, but I, it would be interesting to see him kind of guide uh, Josh uh, f- for the you know the uh, immediate future at least. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I kind of don't know if he'll he'll hang around or not. But um, and then uh, no no I'm having to explain the uh, uh, the uh, Heritage Cup rules to Vaughn was uh, pretty entertaining as well. Yeah. All right. So we uh, we get uh, Izzy Dame and Count Jays making an entrance as we go to break. Then we get a hype reel for no quarter catch rule crew. And then we get uh, Trick Milo gang back in the locker room talking about their troubles from earlier. And Trick has a solution. Just have both matches, win the Dusty and the NXT Championship at the same night. Mel tells him they can't sleep on the Latino world order. And Trick gives him his word that he's focused on their team. Then we get some bad news that we had heard about uh, over the weekend prior that Commentary informing us that Cora Jade has been injured and will be out of action for most of a year now. So really bad timing, big setback for Cora. Had just come back, was about to get a push. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before we get into this this battle royal, um, you know, it was I was really you know excited to see Cora back. I you know she's she's night and day from when she started as like that punk skater girl. Mm-hmm. Now she's been kind of like a brat and kind of like you know. We'll just say she had some surgery, so to speak. And um, no, it was really upsetting. Plus, it happens at a house show. And I got to be honest, if she doesn't get injured, do you think she wins this battle royal tonight? Um, yeah, probably. I, I, I don't know. I think they might have gone the way that they go anyways. I, I think Cora might have been more of a mania weekend kind of. Uh, yeah. Opponent for Lyra. Stand so, and deliver. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she could have been maybe a stand and deliver, uh, m- maybe even winner. So, um, but yeah, I, I think they might have gone the way that they go because I think the match that we'll, we'll get uh, after this battle royal, I think, is something that needed to happen before maybe the uh, challenger goes uh, to the main roster. So, uh, but we'll we'll get into that as as the as we talk about the battle royal, but yeah, I think Cora definitely was going to get a shot on a big show uh, coming up soon, but I don't know if it would have quite been this uh, one coming up. All right. Excuse me. All right. So got a lot to read read here. 
We got the NXT Women's Championship number one contenders Battle Royal. So 20 women in the ring, Kayak Brawling early as always. The crowd then starts to thin. We get Kalani Jordan with a crossbody. She manages to avoid elimination, hanging onto the ropes and pulling herself back in. She gets pounced off the apron onto the announce desk where she still is as they go to break, uh, basically doing her Naomi Kofi uh, impression here. And we get uh, back to commercial. We, we see that Kalani Jordan has made it back to the ring safely. Although Vice and Electra Lopez eliminate uh, the girl that was doing, uh, I don't know what her name is. Uh, she was doing all like the uh, the exercises backstage. She was in a segment earlier on the show. Uh, shows that there's uh, no honor among thieves as Lola then eliminates her pal. Tatum Paxley then eliminates Lola Vice and she and Lopez explode into a brawl on the floor, thus breaking up that friendship. We get Blair Davenport getting into it with Karin Petrovic. Gigi Dolan hits Blair with STO, puts her in, onto the apron, only to get low brazen into an elimination for her trouble. Carmen then takes out Dav- Davenport, but Blair pulls her uh, to the floor under the bottom rope and blasts her with a knee strike before throwing her back into the ring. Lash Legend then swings Tatum Paxley around like a weapon, trying to powerbomb her out, but Tatum claps her ears. Lash then blasts her off the apron anyway. Ariana Grace trying for a cheap elimination. She finally picks up an unconscious Petrovic and dumps her to the floor. Thea Hale then attacks her from behind, eliminates Grace with ease, and they go to another commercial break. They come back, and Hale with backsplashes, big DDT on Legend, Somersault Senton, and a springboard Senton. Uh, same routine as Roxanne Perez. Thea is fired up, another Senton attempt, but Easy Dame catches her and throws her to the floor. We get Fallon Henley, almost eliminates Keanu James, and our final six are down and out. Izzy gets eliminated. Lash runs Perez and Henley over, clobbering them, putting Roxanne on the apron, dangling her off the ropes, but Lash gets eliminated by Ren Sinclair, who was uh, the opponent of Cora Jade, actually, when she got hurt, t- thus taking her place in this battle royal. Then we get Sinclair up top. She gets dumped to the floor, and now we go to our final four-way segment, which is down to uh, Kalani Jordan, um, Keanu James, Fallon Henley, and Roxanne Perez. They're all down and out, slowly rising. Fallon with a hard headbutt on Kiana, and they both roll to the floor. Roxanne then dies on Henley. Kiani with a side moonsault on James. Jordan Prezrad trading near fall, so close. Wheelbarrow face buster from Roxanne. Henley breaks it up, kicks to the midsection, ducking and dodging. Springboard a blockbuster on Kalani, but James breaks it up. Posting Henley in the corner, shoulder block for Kalani, one for Roxanne as well. Henley cuts James off, eats a spine buster that gets broken up by other women remaining. Pop rocks blocked with a drop kick, front kick, overhead drive denied, thrust, throat thrust for a one no deal. Perez then draws James up, up and over. Pop rocks countered in the corner. Kiana sets her up top. Perez slips under, powerbomb denied. Henley kicked off the apron. Roxanne blasts James with a boot. Avalanche Frankensteiner. Kalani off the top rope. Flock splash, but Perez breaks it up. Running kick from Fallon. Roxanne sends her packing, drop kick from Jordan. Back up top, split-legged moonsault, but Izzy Dane pulls her gal out of the ring. We get Perez setting Kalani up, and then we get Roxanne Perez getting the victory by eliminating Kalani Jordan via pinfall or pop rocks to become the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship. Post-match, we get Lara Valkyria comes to the ramp to face off with her new challenger. So I thought that was a, a fun battle royale. A lot of... Uh, you know, new girls in there. And I thought, uh, you know, they did some of our really fun spots. I mean, the Karin Petrovic stuff was good. Ariana Grace. We get the uh, the two, uh, I guess, taller women with Last Legend. Izzy Dane getting some spots. We get the uh, the underdog, uh, Ren Sinclair in there. 
Kalani Jordan continues to impress. Uh, going to the final four, I didn't think Kalani was going to win. I didn't think Kiana was going to win for some reason. It was down to Roxanne and Fallon. I could see it going either way. But, you know, usually, you know, when Roxanne's starting to show kind of her her kind of a darker side a little bit lately, I, you know, I could definitely see where that uh, goes into her victory. And like you said, you know, Roxanne is getting uh, close to, uh, I guess, aging out, so to speak, of NXT. Like, what else is there really for her to do? Except maybe have another title run, who knows, or have a heel run. That could be where they're going. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on this Battle Royal and, and the uh, unique way they uh, decided in one contender? Yeah, the Battle Royal was fine. I definitely think things heated up when it got to the, the, the Fatal 4-Way match. Um, kind of like you said, I didn't really think Kiana or Kalani were really threats to win this. Um, I would have been surprised if Fallon had won either just because she's... But it, it, she's a face and Lyra's a face, so I don't know that they'd particularly do that one. I mean, I guess Roxanne is a face as well, but like you said, she's kind of started to show more aggression, um, maybe kind of started to show that she just kind of doesn't care about anybody but what what she's going to accomplish going forward. So um, definitely showing some heel tendencies, and she can kind of play that role in the match. Um, but yeah, I think this is kind of, you know, uh, you know, Roxanne kind of having one more shot before maybe she uh, uh, leaves us and goes to uh, SmackDown or Raw to kind of show her show her uh, self on the main roster. All right, all right. Moving on to the final show we're going to talk about on tonight's show from last week, from January twenty third, we get our opening contest: Axiom and Nathan Frazier versus the Wolf Dogs, Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker, Dusty Cup. Dusty Rose Tag Team uh, Classic Semifinals. We got Chaos Before the Bell and Axiom and Frazier trying to make an impact. Dives Big Man out to floor. Then we get uh, Missile Dropkick, cover for two from Axiom on Corbett. Then we get Heels Turn the Tide. Then we get Breaker getting a near fall on Axiom. Another one tag from Frazier, springboard in, off the ropes, picking up speed. Bowling Braun over, whip reverse, up and over, roll through, leapfrog, Breaker hard into the post. Back elbow for Baron, low bridge, Nathan sends him packing. Frazier with a plancha to take both of them out. Back inside, Axiom tags in, cross armbar on Breaker. Stereo submissions with Nathan taking Baron down. Braun pivots, posts to his feet, and power bombs Axiom into Frazier. Brain buster on Axiom, tossing him out into a power slam from Braun. Then we get Braun taking Nathan out on the apron. Axiom cuts him off with Enziguri, jockeying for position into turnbuckles. Avalanche smash fly. Nathan Legal, Phoenix Splash, Baron Corbin breaks it up, ends the days in Axiom. Braun charges in and hits the spear on Nathan Frazier, giving the Wolf Dogs a win via pinfall. I thought this was a fun match. I really enjoyed this. Speed versus power. The you know, uh, it would have been fun to see Axiom and and uh, Frazier win, but you know, obviously uh the Wolf Dogs were were the team uh to beat in this match and they and they move on to the finals. Of the Dusty Cup, what are your thoughts on this uh, this tag match? Yeah, this was incredible. Uh, like you said, a, a, an awesome matchup of speed and power. Um, you know, it, it yeah, that definitely going in uh, when you realize that Braun and Baron were going to be a team, they were definitely going to be uh, one of the favorites going in. So uh, them winning here is no surprise. 
Um, you like you said, Axiom and Nathan are a really fun team. Uh, maybe they could hang around and continue to be a team. Maybe uh, have a tag title match at a PLE or something like that. Uh, maybe later on, but yeah, just a fun, fun, fun match. Uh, definitely with that hot start to a, a episode that uh, we're, we're kind of used to. Uh, but yeah, just an awesome, awesome match to start things out. You know, I could see them being uh, a London and Kendrick type team on the main roster. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would be yeah. really fun for them. Um, yeah. Okay, so moving on to uh, Josh Briggs and Dragunov having a confrontation backstage where Briggs accuses Dragunov of underhanded dealings to keep his title, making Trick uh, pull double duty and vengeance and whatnot. Trick rolls up to talk some sense into him. Josh tells him everybody knows he's just going to slip back into Mel's pocket after Vengeance Day. They share some fighting words, and Josh leaves. Josh showing a little bit of a, you know, heel in this year. Um, William says he'll you see Ilya on Vengeance Day, and Dragunov says he'll be there. I'm not sure Trick will be. We get uh, Ren Sinclair, the new uh, the new uh, young uh, girl coming up here, giving herself a pe- trying to give herself a pep talk. We get Fallon Henley rolling up, telling her to slow down, take a breath. It's always hard being a new girl. Uh, back from commercial, we get Ava Rain leaving the Heartbreak Man Shawn Michaels' office, and lo and behold, who comes out right after? William Regal making his triumphant on camera return to NXT. He congratulates her on being made general manager of NXT, which what? And asked her to look after NXT f- for him. Talks about all the tough decisions. If she ever needs anything, uh, his phone is on. We move on to a um, Last Legend versus Ren Sinclair match. We got uh, Sinclair with a sleeper hold, hanging on for dear life. But Lash slings her into the ropes, goes for informatic punches. And we got back and forth. Ren blasts her into Jakara Jackson on the apron and nearly beats her. Then Lash picks her up and gets a slam dunk and wins via pinfall. So, you know, Briggs is starting to come into his own a little bit of character here. Um, we get Ren Sinclair, I guess, a guy taking Cora's place in a, in a roster spot. Uh, you know, I think the girl, good look. She was not bad in the ring, right, in the battle royal. We're going to see a little bit more of her soon. Um, and then we get, you know, of course, I popped from seeing William Regal, his, 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 I guess, his deal to get out of his AW contract. That year is now up where he's able to appear on screen. But then making Ava the general manager of NXT. So what does that make Sean now? Is Sean like just the, I guess, is he the hunter, the Triple H of NXT? Like he's just the uh, the, the COO of NXT? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I think Ava's fine. Um, you know, maybe, you know, because, uh, uh, you, know, her, you know, the Rock is now... Uh, you know, a big uh, on the board, right, of TKO. So, mm-hmm. of course, his daughter may get a little, uh, you know, extra preferential treatment. I don't know. I'm not going to state nepotism. <laughs> but, you know, eh, you can't spell nepotism without. Uh. Wow. Well, it's hard to come up with that. Okay, leave me alone, guys. It's late. All right. So, yeah. But what do you think here of uh, Briggs's kind of uh, – is uh is uh you know looking like his uh his new self fit here and we got a Ren Sinclair introduction and you know I bet you popped as much as I did when you saw William Regal and and Ava becoming general manager. Yeah, it was good to see uh Briggs kind of uh c- confront uh Dragonoff. It shows that he's going to be a big deal uh, going forward and I I I appreciate that cuz I I really like him and uh I, I want him to get uh, some opportunities like that. So uh, good to kind of see him kind of 
putting himself kind of in that main event picture, Matt kind of, you know, showing that he's going to go for the top dogs. He's not going to just wait his turn or anything like that. So, um, and yeah, seeing Regal was awesome. Uh, I did not see uh, Ava becoming the general manager. Uh, definitely didn't see that one coming. And yeah, I guess the, I guess the, uh, I guess uh, Sean is more of like the commissioner, kind of like how they did with the, uh, with the main roster a few years ago, like Steph and Shane were the commissioners, but uh, Daniel Bryan and Foley were like their or angle or whoever it was, were the, were the GMs or, you yeah. know, wh- whatever it was, something like that. Um, and then Ren and uh, Lash Legend, uh, not a bad match, but obviously just to put Lash over and kind of show you what uh, Ren can do in her in her first uh, kind of one on one action. So, um, I, never never bad to have more depth to the women women's division. Um, so uh, excited to have her around. But uh, Lash uh, getting finally getting kind of her due after being around for a while, um, and she's definitely been steadily improving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a lot of improvements on the women's side, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you give these, you know, you know they they're doing something right down there at that performance center. Mm-hmm. So um, so we get uh, backstage. Angry Electra Lopez is knocking over tables looking for Lola Vice. We get Dijak making his entrance. Joe Gacy attacks him and they brawl around ringside. We get uh, you know back and forth here. Dijak ends up choke slaying him through the announce table. And we get Ariana Grace cutting a promo in the locker room about how her mother told her to have a vision. Electra storms in, demands to know where Lola is, but Grace is full of herself, doesn't know where she is. Lexus King walks and talks backstage about how the main event is coming early, and he's the only man worthy of center stage. And then we go to break, come back, we get Von Wagner and Robert Stone training in Wagner's college football stadium to work on his speed, stamina, and agility with the help of Stone's kids. Then we go to a match between Lexus King and Trey Bearhill. Bearhill in control early, but King turns it around and puts the boots to him. Trey then fired up, looking for a boss man slam. Lexus slips out, kicks to the leg, off the ropes. Northern Lariat rolling him over, pulling him in. And we get Lexus King with the wind ball via the coronation. All right. So, you know, we continue on to have Electra, uh, you know, looking for Lola as that friendship has come to an end. We get uh, Dijak and Gacy, uh, their few, their new few starting to build up. And we get Lexus King. Uh, you know, taking on uh, Trey Bearhill, which is a feud I ne- never thought we would, like, see <laughs> or have, <laughs> right? Kind of weird to have that feud, but it, anyway, it happened. And we get a little more with Von Wagner and Robert Stone, who haven't been really doing much the last few weeks, but now it's uh, they're kind of coming back into the, uh, to the, uh, the, the fold, so to speak. So what are your thoughts on this last part of the show? Yeah, I, I mean, that... that uh... <laughs> Bear Hill and Lexus King, definitely not a, a rivalry nope. that I, I would see get multiple weeks uh, worth of storyline. So um, de- definitely shocking. Um, but, uh, yeah, the match was fine. Uh, it, it, Lexus went over, and that's not shocking because, you know, Trey's kind of a new guy. So, um, you know, Lexus was obviously going to get the win because he's, he's the more kind of kind of more established guy. Um, Dijak and Gacy. Uh, like I said, I, the the matches uh, could be good, but uh, not necessarily the you know, a rivalry that's kind of knocking my socks off. Uh, you know, j- just think thinking about it. But the brawl was pretty good around around the NXT arena, so I uh, definitely enjoyed that. Um, and then you know, Mr. Stone and uh, Vaughn training with his uh, his twin sons is uh, always entertaining because uh, th- those are usually pretty good segments. Uh, 
and they're usually good in those little 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 comedy comedy segments that they have. So uh, not bad. All right. So we move on to Noam Dar and Oral Minson in the ring for Supernova Sessions. We get uh, Noam saying Lash Legend, Jakara Jackson, off taking care of Vince Sinclair and Fallon Henley. And then they make fun of Von Wagner, saying he goes to the same school as Robert Stone's kids and there's no chance he'll ever win the Heritage Cup. Before introducing his guest for the night, Lola Weiss. He puts her over, says the moment she and Electra linked up, there was an expiration date on their friendship. Lopez is a leech, she says. She got this contract all on her own. We get Electra Lopez entering. And she says she doesn't think Lola knows who she is, given how she pretends to be all sweet and innocent. She talks up her bona fides before accusing Lola of getting here by shaking her ass on Instagram. She calls her a wannabe MMA fighter and vice his face screws up like she's hitting a nerve. The realest thing in her life, Electra continues, is them one-on-one next week. Lola asks if she knows what she's getting herself into. Then Lopez says she doesn't want to wait and she wants to burn Vice to the ground right now. She spears Vice through the Supernova Sessions set. So I'm going to pause here for a minute. You know, because, so, the fact, if we fast forward a few days, right, we get Electra Lopez showing up on SmackDown, joining up with Legado del Fantasma again. Obviously a heel, but here she's the face in this breakup with Lola Vice. So I'm a little confused here. <laughs> I'm guessing what's going to happen next week, and we'll talk about it on our next episode, is she's putting over Lola, and that's it. Electra is up. You know, a lot of people, you know, were upset that she didn't come up originally with Legato, but I think it was. I didn't mind. I mean, now that you know, not to 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 change our our focus to SmackDown for a second. But although I believe on Raw tonight while we're recording, Andrade was on. He may be on Raw, but I would love to see um, what's her face. Oh, I'm blanking. Um, uh, Zelina. Zelina and Andre Andrade get back together because they were awesome together in NXT. They were one of those acts that Vince didn't get when he came out to the main roster kind of deals. But love and love see back together. So, so I I'm guessing. I mean, because Lola, there's a Again, another girl with a big upside. Uh, you know, I think she's she's really great. I think she's come a long way in a short amount of time. She's still a ways away from from being main roster ready, but she could she would be one of those that could come up earlier than 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 most. I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, what do you think of this uh, this section here? With uh, I kind of was like starting to get into Electra Lopez as a face and not being part of like a heel faction. But I guess that's not what we're going to get for now. But what do you think? You think uh, that's that, that that's the direction they're going to go, and that basically Lola is going to uh, to beat her next week, and then Electra is uh, no more NXT. Yeah, I definitely could see that being the case, especially you know, like you said, with her debuting on SmackDown. Yeah, it it it, it seems like they're definitely not. Uh, you know, Electra is definitely not in the uh, long term plans of NXT. So, um, and she she's with the group uh, that she originally was with. Um, well, partially she was she's yeah. with Santos. Santos has uh, some uh, different backup now. I, I guess I'll say. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously with her doing that, it seems like um, her days in NXT are, are numbered, which is kind of a surprise. She's never been somebody that like has had a ton of in-ring time. So I don't know that she's had a very many uh, enough matches and like shown enough in the ring to like be a in-ring talent. But I mean, if if they just see her more as a manager kind of character, she is. She was really good at that um, with the original uh, Legato. So 
um, could be could be interesting. But yeah, you know, Lola seems to be the like I said earlier, her and Kalani kind of seem to be the head of that this newest class uh, of of new girls that seem to already kind of be getting pushes and uh, obviously are. are doing really well in the ring as well so lol will get there uh she's definitely a, a star uh, of the future for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> so i believe earlier in the show though i didn't uh was uh was basically otm was attacking uh you know a restaurant here and they took out a couple of guys and jada parker took takes out uh adriana rizzo in this video and then Tony D'Angelo's cutting a Twitter promo on one mistake OTM made by attacking the restaurant, and things are going to get real interesting for them. Also, last week, though, we had Jada and Adriana brawling with each other, you know, after the, uh, did they, I think one eliminated the other in the Battle Royal. So that uh, is continuing that feud in, in both sides, with both male and female. Mm-hmm. So we get uh, back a commercial. Andre Chase is overseeing Chase used classroom goods, getting repossessed. Duke Cousin tries to to be the it's only stuff until they take his trophy. Then he loses it. Andre says he has nothing left, and they try to take his podium, and he loses it. Andre dismisses the class, sadly, and we're done here. Move on to a match here between Dragon Lee versus Scripps. Fast pace out of the gate. Scripps ducking and dodging. Lee blasts him with Enziguri that sends him to the floor. Tope gone hero. Back inside, shoulder block. Scripps blasts him to the floor. Off the ropes. Tope into a somersault senton. Back inside, big cross body. We get a front kick into snap mare, drop kick to the back, cover for two. Disdainful slaps to Dragon's head. He powers up, blocks punches, throws his own back. Uh, off the ropes, Legos and and Inziguri jockeying for position, rising knee, sun, running Spanish fly, and both men are down. The D'Angelo family run down and brawl with OTM. Adriana Rizzo dives on Jada Parker. Dragon Lee then takes the advantage, and he, he ends up winning with Operation Dragon by beating Scripps. We get a post-match here with Obafemi appearing in a crowd telling Dragon Lee he'll see him at Vengeance Day. So the OTM, you know, uh, family thing is continuing on. I like the depths that they're going here. We continue with the, I don't know where the, what the end game is for this Chase U thing is. And then we get a, you know, a decent little match here between Dragon Lee and Scripps with Dragon Lee, uh, you know, getting a victory leading into uh, his rematch with Obafemi. So uh, what are your thoughts on what we just saw? Yeah, I do like the idea of the uh, OTM kind of going going for D'Angelo and uh, uh, Stacks in in their own uh, territory in the restaurant, going for the restaurant, kind of attacking it and uh, you know hurting some people are, are around it. So I, I like that idea. Um, yeah, the repossession of all the objects and uh, chase you. Um, you know, uh, Andre even says that like the next week uh they'll they'll say their goodbyes or something like that so we'll see how, how that kind of goes see if you know maybe jc's found a way to to save them or or, or not but uh it, it it definitely will be interesting to see what they kind of come up with uh on uh tomorrow night's episode as of as of the recording and yeah the 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 dragon league and scripts match was uh was a good match a little good little back and forth um obviously a win to kind of have uh, at least build some more momentum uh, going into Vengeance Day and his match with Obafemi. So uh, definitely more entertaining of a match if you had get presented to me, presented that to me on paper beforehand. So definitely, <laughs> definitely fun. Yeah. All right. So we get uh, backstage. I know Fan Blade destructed a loss from last week when I forgot her name, but uh, the hyperactive girl 
who is backstage with um, uh, Brin- Brinley Reese is her name. Brinley Reese, yeah, that's an NXT name for right. sure. Uh, <laughs> says, uh, you know, tell them she loses the barrel because there's a lesson in defeat. She wrote in her wellness journal, reflected, worked out tons. Aegis is glad she's happy, but they can't catch a break, so they don't need journals or reflecting. She won't take no for an answer. Gives them homework of writing five things they liked and five things they didn't like about their match. And they agree because they got nothing else to lose. So Lyra Valkyria is watching tape on a tablet when Tatum Paxley rolls up, tells her tagging with her was the highlight of her entire career. Lyra tells her that she's really special, but last week was a one-time thing, and Tatum says she gets it. All of her attention is on Roxanne Perez. Valkyria says they're, they're glad they're on the same page and leaves Paxley to be all dreamy about it. Then we go into a match between Blair Davenport and Carmen Petrovic. Davenport in control, wrenching her back in a rear chin lock. Petrovic fires up. Petrovic, sorry, uh, right hands of plenty, taking Blair off her feet, charging in, roundhouse kick in the corner, falling 540, roundhouse, nobody home, scorpion kick, only two. Blair reasserts herself. Blair Davenport wins by a pinfall with a knee strike. Then we go to another Ridge Holland interview backstage, talking about Gallus and the numbers game, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we get Dragunov makes his entrance to join the commentary team, and they go to break. <clears throat> so we get... Um, you know, this uh, Lyra Tatum stuff moving forward. And then <clears throat> Blair versus Petro- Petrovic. You know, the thing about Carmen that I like is you could definitely see she does. She's legit in her martial arts background because the way she hits her kicks, mm-hmm. she just does little things as opposed to like, you know, other people who just throw kicks up there. You could actually tell that that she she knows what she's doing when she uses her feet, which is really good, which is what one of the things I think that's going to carry her. But, you know, she's not going to beat Blair Davenport here. Blair's going to get her revenge from last week. Blair is probably your one of your top three heels in the women's division right now. So I think uh, that's kind of the right person. And, you know, Ridge is – Ridge, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like, <laughs> eh, fine, Ridge Holland, yay, whatever. Um, so what are your thoughts on this part? Yeah, the I mean, and to go back to the blade and the no-face stuff with uh, – Brinley, uh, just the, the whole writing down the five things that they liked best and five things that they didn't like, uh, I, I thought was a really funny uh, little mm-hmm. segment and way to go about that. Um, you know, more Lyra and Tatum stuff. Uh, you know, Lyra trying to get her to understand that last week was a one-time thing of teaming with each other and, and they're going to be single stars and kind of go their separate ways. And, you know, uh, Tatum seems like she understands, but I don't really necessarily think uh, they're on the same page per se. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Blair was always going to win. Um, she needs to kind of reestablish herself after losing her title match. Um, but yeah, Carmen, a uh, lot of good kicks, a lot of good strikes in this one. So um, definitely, definitely can tell that she uh, kind of knows what she's doing and really lays them in. Um, and then Ridge, like you said, uh, you know, whatever. He's going to continue fighting Gallus, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm sure it'll be uh, equally as unimpressive as it was last time. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, so we move on to Josh Briggs versus Trick Williams. You get side headlock, shot off, scoop, and a slam from Briggs. Williams ends up breaking uh, on the floor, ends up on the floor at Elias feet, and the champion urges him to rise as they go to break. Back from commercial, Briggs with a reverse chin lock. Trick fights out with elbows, but Briggs catches him with a side slam for two. Trick running hot, kicks in combination, flapjack. Briggs cuts him off with a slam and an elbow drop for two. On the floor, Briggs nails Ilya. Car- Carmel Hayes keeps dragging off from running in after uh, 
Trick uh, after Briggs and Williams catches Josh with a victory roll, and it's over with Trick Williams scoring the victory. Uh, Briggs then keeps fighting for a beat before realizing he's lost and waving the match off and leaving. Ilya Dragunov is fighting mad and helped to his feet. Carmelo gets in his, into the ring and Trick shoves him away. So backstage, we get Thea Hales bummed about the end of Chase U, but JC Jane reassures her she's still working on it. Alexis King rolls up and hits on Thea, and Riley Osborne appears to back him off. Osborne wants to chat with Hale alone later. Of course, she agrees and then flips out as soon as he leaves. JC tells her she has to play it cool and remember that she's a grown woman. And we get a no quarter catch crew vignette. We got Carmelo and Trick continuing Argo backstage with Hayes not trusting Gillian and Trick wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt. All right. So we get the, uh, you know, the uh, not more of a storyline progression match here with Josh <coughs> Briggs and Trick Williams. And then we continue on with the, uh, you know, Thea Hale, Alexis King, Riley Osborne stuff, and a little more arguing from Melo and Trick. So, um, you know, and also just a little, I know we, we went into SmackDown a little bit also, but following on SmackDown a few days later, we have Mello in a match, right, against, um, he was facing Grayson Waller, right? Uh, either, either Waller or Theory. I can't yeah, ends, up, ends up, uh, you know, getting beat down by the other two. And surprisingly, you know, I wasn't expecting a trick coming out, making a ch- place. And I got to tell you, he got a much bigger pop than Melo did when he came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting a lot of whoop that tricks going through that SmackDown show. I love, you know, loving that stuff and basically saying he did it just to, you know, save him for the tag match. <clears throat> so I like how they're they're kind of progressing. Because Melo, I'm, we'll talk about it in a minute. I'm, I don't know where Melo is right now, whether he's NXT, SmackDown. I think, uh, you know, is is there a need for him to be on both brands right now? I I, I don't know. But he's doing well on SmackDown. But uh, get back to what we're here to talk about. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Briggs Trick match and the uh, the Chase U stuff? Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of these guys that are kind of con- continuing to float back and forth. Like they either need to be on one or be on the other. Um, obviously, I, 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 I go ahead. I know it's confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, Trick has, or uh, I mean, uh, Mello has finished unfinished business i think we'll see him kind of we'll see kind of play out over the next couple of months but um he, he definitely I, I think he should be more focused on being an nxt if he's still gonna gonna finish that whatever business that is um but uh the match between trick and josh was uh i, I thought it was really good um you know another really stand-up performance by both guys uh, i think both guys have a really big future uh, on the brand uh, as a whole so um, and, and I, I think they continue to show that, that they're going to be uh, a, a big, big pieces of NXT going forward. Um, and uh, obviously, Trick gets to win ahead of his big, ma- big title match uh, coming up at uh, Vengeance Day. Um, maybe kind of leaning towards a Briggs going heel because he kind of closed lines Trick after the match. So yeah. uh, we'll see where that character kind of goes going forward. Um, and then you know the Chase U stuff again. Interesting to see what what next week uh, kind of brings and uh, what happens with all that uh, to see if JC can maybe save it or not. All right. And we uh, close our show with a contract signing here between Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyria, presided over by Eva Rain. A lot of back and forth, a lot of respect stuff. Um, you know, a kind of uh, 
<clears throat> Roxanne saying, you know, Lyra's where she was and she never lost her title and, you know, she's going to take it from her. And, and, you know, she, Lyra comes back with saying she had a great run, but now Lyra's uh, replaced her and she wants to bring this new edgy Roxanne who's walked through glass to Vengeance Day because uh, Roxanne is the last person she has to prove herself to. And we end up getting the, uh, the, um, the contract signing, and they, um, Lyra ends up uh, leaving the ring, stares down Roxanne, and then Tam Paxley comes out from underneath the table to slam Roxanne through the table. Lyra returns to the ring. Tina rushes over and hugs her, but Valkyria shoves her away and asks what's wrong with her, leaving Tatum crying in the ring. So that closes our show. I thought it was, you know, a nice build up here continues on to uh, maybe put a little fire, more fire into Roxanne and Tatum, uh, you know, with the misguided, um, you know, affection here, thinking that she's uh, helping Lyra when Lyra doesn't need her help. I kind of dug the end of the show. I mean, they have to put a little something in there because, you know, we got technically two faces still right now, so they, there mm-hmm. needs a little, being a little more heat, I guess, into this, uh, into the title match, right? If you know what I mean. Yep. What do you uh, think of this uh, contract signing? Yeah, definitely added some more heat. Uh, you know, these two aren't necessarily the strongest talkers, but I think they definitely delivered their li- the lines that they needed to li- deliver well uh, to put over the uh, kind of a, you know, not not hatred, but kind of aggression towards each other, and you know, like being jealous of maybe that, you know, you know, Roxanne never lost the title, and she's kind of jealous of the fact that you know she never really got her one on one opportunity, and this is the, finally her chance to kind of. Uh, get the title back so um definitely definitely interesting or definitely made the the hype for this match a little bit more interesting and got you a little bit more excited uh for uh for the match when it happens so um but yeah uh tatum coming in uh and making her presence felt was uh exciting as well um and, and you know that slam through the table was pretty brutal so um yeah. good little spot um but yeah Definitely excited for that one uh, at Vengeance Day. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I apologize for my voice. No, you're good. <laughs> voice going a little bit towards the end here. Uh, so this past weekend was the Royal Rumble event, and we originally had planned to um, to record before the Rumble because we wanted to really kind of talk about the Rumble a little bit from the NXT perspective. Unfortunately, you know, stuff happens. We didn't get a chance to. So we're going to kind of look at a little hindsight a little bit, just talk about NXT appearances in the Rumbles. Um, from the men's side, uh, it was great to see Braun Breaker in there. Uh, some people are saying that he is officially up, but, you know, I think uh, time will tell if that is really truly the case. Uh, you know, we're not going to dive into the whole Vince McMahon stuff, but there's, you know, chatter online that, you know, Brock Lesnar was also named or either he was named or in, in, implicated in, in this whole deal. If if you want to know what we're talking about, go online. It's everywhere. You'll find it. We're not going into it here. But apparently Brock was supposed to be part of the Rumble, and Braun took his spot and did the spots and everything like that. Braun looked like a million bucks, man. He looked like a star. He came out. He kicked ass. Uh, had some good eliminations. Were you surprised to see uh, Braun in the Rumble? Or We both had hoped that he was going to be in there. No, I mean, and Mello was in it as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I think those were the two that were, I won't say layups, but they were definitely the two that I definitely saw coming. Uh, 
ahead of time. Um, it, I, obviously, I think Braun deserved uh, to be in it, despite the fact that it seeming seemingly he took a place of somebody that uh, could could not be in it due to you know legal situations and stuff like that. But um, yeah, he definitely took it. Definitely took full opportunity of the uh, of the opportunity. You know, he definitely you know showed out. Um, I think. Uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of crap was talked about the uh, crowd at the Rumble the other night. They weren't exactly the most excitable crowd, and I think for you know the the, the men's Rumble wasn't the best ever. Uh, I, that's uh, definitely not even close, probably. But uh, I think he was one of the bright spots for sure because um, he came out and just absolutely wrecked shop from from the beginning beginning to the time when he was uh, finally eliminated. So. Uh, definitely took advantage of the opportunity, and and you know Mello was in there for a, a good little bit. He got a elimination or two, I think, um, but you know he 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 wasn't a major factor in the match at all. But uh, when when Braun got in there, it was definitely you could definitely tell a switch kind of flipped. Yeah, now I'm you know, and I've said this I said this one night you know with with Chad on the North and the Noso YouTube, uh, you know, talk about Rumble performers countdown. Uh, he, he and I covered Brock, actually. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I I'm, I think they should expand the men to 40 just because I hate seeing wasted spots. I thought there could have been – there was a lack of surprises this year. You know, I don't mind celebrities. The Pat McAfee spot, I thought that was such a waste of a spot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even that good of a comedy spot because that's really kind of what it is at the end of the day. Um, as for NXT in there, I mean – yeah, you, there were a lot of people that weren't in this rumble. That's another reason why I'm a proponent of 40. I like to see a lot of guys get in there. Um, but the, I think maybe three or four others from NXT, because Baron Corbin, is he considered NXT? Right now he is. The only other three that could have been possibilities, I mean, Dragunov, uh yeah. being the NXT champion, of course. I think the place would have gone pretty – he would have gotten a nice pop. Um, Trick, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have been good, and maybe having, you know, him or Mello eliminate the other could have been a spot. Yeah. But and then the only other point, long shot dark horse Obafemi for being the NXT North American champion. Uh, I probably, I mean, he was probably maybe like way down the list of like who we could put in this thing, because yeah. you can't. I mean, you had Omos in there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and this guy runs circles around Omos already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's it on on terms of the men's side. Women's side, uh, you know, there 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 could have been more, right? Of mm. course, uh, eagle-eyed. If you really have to be eagle-eyed, you just have to be freaking watching. Uh, was that they spoiled Roxanne Perez being in the Rumble because uh, <laughs> Randy Orton was in? They showed a video of Randy Orton being in Tropicana Field, and they were testing out, I guess, the Tron or the whatever behind him, and Roxanne's name was on it. So kind of unfortunate timing, kind of a, a fuck up basically in production there because that's not something that should have happened. Yeah. Uh, but I thought Roxanne was was fine. I mean, you know, she again, she's close to graduating, I guess, from NXT. Yeah. Tiffany Stratton, really glad to see her. She did great, too, by the way. Uh, yeah, what, really what, are your, what are your thoughts on, on those two in the Rumble? Yeah, I, 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 w- I thought it was a really dumb uh, production, you know. Yeah, gaff. Yeah, gaff, <laughs> yeah, but. 
Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not. I wasn't ever going to be surprised that she was going to be one of the one of the girls that showed up from NXT in there because she was she was in it last year. So I mean, it only made sense to kind of do it again. But um, yeah, that was that was a kind of definitely a production gaffe for sure. Um, and I I thought Tiffany definitely uh, deserved to be in there. And she like like with Braun earlier that we were talking about, she definitely took full advantage of the opportunity and showed out and showed that she's uh, going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, very soon on the main roster. Cause I think she's, uh, she's primed and ready. And I think she could even give it a big spot uh, going into mania season and, and, and really perform uh, to a high level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, outside of those two, uh, Lyra. Yeah. Think- Lyra would be the only other one. Yeah. Well, and- I mean, cause she's a champion. Yeah. Cause she's a champion. I really can't see, anybody else really ready to debut in the rumble mm-hmm. right or or make an appearance in the rumble because there's been plenty of nxt people in the past that have come out rusev did it bo dallas they've come up in roxanne last year they've come into the rumble they and that was a one-off like right i mean fallon no nah, i don't think so uh <laughs> you know gg jc people were hoping mandy rose was gonna make an appearance i mm-hmm. i did i was not one of them <laughs> not that I wouldn't want to see Mandy. I just didn't think it was going to happen. No, yeah. Definitely not. All right, yeah. So, yeah, it was a good time at the Rumble. Uh, I thought the women's match was better than the men's match. Yes. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens uh, a year from now, right, at that event. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our, so, for our last thing we're going to talk about. So, Vengeance Day is about a week and a half away from recording. the go. Uh, so, the Go Home uh, NXT show is is tomorrow night the night after we record here or a couple of nights before you listen to this so we're going to do our vengeance day uh kind of preview all right first up we got the finals of the dusty cup we got braun breaker and baron corbin facing the winner of the lwo or trick mellow match i mean there's no way it can't be trick mellow right the lwo has really performed great but i think trick mellow is going to win that match, but they're going to lose to uh, Braun and Baron, and Braun and Baron are going to take the Dusty Cup Finals, uh, f- and you know that could be it for Braun. And then uh, Trick Mello, this is just going to keep continue to lead to the uh, implosion of their friendship. So, uh, what are your thoughts and picks for this match? Yeah, I think it's just going to continue the the miscommunication and kind of uh, deterioration of the of the friendship between. Uh, Trick and Mello. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think Baron and uh, Braun will end up winning this one. And obviously, I think Trick and Mello will be the, be the, be the finalists as well. Because they've been teasing the two-match thing for Trick this whole time, so they're not going to tease that for weeks and weeks and not pull, pull through on it. So, But yeah, I definitely think Braun and, uh, Braun and Baron take this one. And I think they get a title shot if they win this, so... Uh, maybe they get into that title match and Baron decides that he wants to be a, a dick and actually not be tech champions with uh, 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 Braun. Oh, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Yeah, that's true. All right. So we get uh, the women's uh, title match, Lyra Valkyria defending against Rox and Perez. All right. You go first. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I definitely think Lyra retains here. I think she's more of maybe a, she, if she loses it, she's probably more likely to lose it at a, a stand and deliver type show. I, I think this is kind of like a graduation match for, uh, Roxanne as well. I think she might, she might go up, uh, to the main roster if she, if she loses this one. So, um, but yeah, I definitely see Lyra retaining. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. Um, 
I don't know. I, the only thing I can think of is maybe they give Roxanne a heel run for a little bit. Yeah. You know, ha- kind of have her snap after losing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, who knows where Tatum Paxley is going to figure into this whole thing, too, still. If they're leading to uh, Tatum getting a title shot at some point. Mm. Yeah, I, I really don't. I, I really don't know where they go at uh, stand and deliver now. It seems so obvious that it was going to uh, Cora. So with her out, yeah. it it definitely shook shook it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got Oba Femi defending uh, against Dragon Lee for the North American title. Oba's going to win this. I think Dragon Lee will have a nice showing, but ultimately, you know, Oba's going to just go over and and go over big time. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this will be um, a little bit more of a competitive match for Oba. Uh, he hadn't had too many of those so far, so um, de- definitely uh, look to, for this one to be uh, a little longer for him, see if he can kind of hold up. I, th- I think he'll kind of pull through, and uh, he'll definitely win, uh, but I think he'll uh, have a good performance as well because I, I think uh, Dragon uh, Lee can have, uh, you know, can carry him uh, to a good a good spot at the, at that in, in that situation. So uh, I think it'll be a solid match. All right, we got a mixed six-person tag. We got the family, Tony D. Stacks and Adriana versus OTM. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, it's non-title, so I think OTM probably gets a, a big win here um, and kind of establishes themselves and uh, gets another title match out of this. Uh, I, I think, you know, I think if somehow the titles were on the line, maybe maybe, maybe the D'Angelo family retains, but uh, – or. Uh, yeah, obviously wins and retains, but uh, with it being non-title, I think OTM uh, kind of gets a, a big win on a big stage here. All right, and then our final, our final match that's been announced. I mean, I think six, f- five matches have been announced, so uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe one more at the most we would get here. Yeah. Um, we get Trick Williams challenging Ilya Dragunov for the NXT uh, title. Uh, this is a tough one because... Yeah. Dragonov's ready for the main roster. Yeah. Is is this where they want they want Trick's big victory to be at Vengeance Day and not at uh you know at Stand and Deliver? I mean, you you gotta like I guess Trick's gotta win here, right? Because you gotta lead it to Trick Mello at Stand and Deliver, mm-hmm. and Trick retains and Mello, Sayonara, you're SmackDown exclusive now. Um. That's that's what I think. I think Dragunov comes up. I think he ends up on Raw, maybe gets involved in something, you know, down the line with with Gunter. Uh, who knows? But definitely, I think we're going to see a uh, a new champion here tonight. This, I think the only title change we're going to get here. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it obviously seems to be headed towards uh, Trick and Mello at Stand and Deliver. <sighs> But I was saying the only reason I think you know I I I would definitely say Trick wins uh, here is I don't really know who else faces Ilya you know if 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 he retains the title I don't know who the other person is that's going to go for him so yeah I guess Trick needs to win here and then obviously defends the title against Trick and or against uh, Mello at uh, Stand and Deliver and gets the big win over his old boss so. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go trick as well. Even though I, I, I kind of don't know that they'll pull the trigger on a, on a, on a show so close to the main, you know, the Mania NXT PLE. So, but we'll see. I, I definitely interested and definitely uh, excited to see this match because they fought each other on TV like two or two or three months ago, and I remember really 
really liking it, despite the fact that Trick hadn't really established himself yet. Yeah. No, it should be a fun show. I'm looking forward to this card, and we'll be breaking it down uh, probably a few weeks after. So uh, a little hindsight uh, glasses on on when we do that, but we'll definitely be fun. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for uh, more of that. I probably you may see our friends on the, uh, the North-South Connection do uh you know maybe they may do one of their uh viewers choice uh shows so uh if you want more immediate reaction i would suggest uh you know you go check over there on um sunday night or monday morning uh but so with that it's going to wrap up this episode of who's next here on the PlayStation wrestling network before we go logan you have any uh anything else you'd like to direct people to besides uh besides this show and any social medias to uh be followed on um, you can follow me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, uh, at, at Highway, T- Highway PTBN. Um, I, uh, obviously, Highway to the Impact Zone uh, is the reason that that's my Twitter handle. Uh, we go through TNA. We just covered um, Bound for Glory 2006, which is a real kind of touchstone, big uh, big pay-per-view for them. Uh, we live watch that, so definitely, definitely check that out. Um, Linking up luchas is a uh, lucha underground pod I do on the North South Connection. Um, we just did an episode of that. We're kind of getting towards the end of the uh, first season uh, of that, uh, kind of building towards the uh, Ultima Lucha that uh, ends the season. So definitely looking forward to talking and getting more towards that. And then uh, talking docs. Uh, we just finished our second season. Uh, covering uh, animal and nature documentaries, uh, and we're going to be headed into a, a, a new season uh, here pretty soon. So check all those out. All right, very cool. Uh, as for me, check me out on the PlayStation Pop Experience video jukebox song of the day. Usually drop a part of that uh, twice a week. That's every weekday at 8 a.m. Trying to get back into the swing of things with uh, my regular pods with cartoons of our youth, Laugh in Theater, The Muppet Pod, and uh, Pop Goes the Classics. Just, uh, you know, uh, life's getting in the way lately of, uh, of recording, but, you know, in, in the live watch pods as well. Those will hopefully all be coming back at, at some kind of uh, decent cadence. But uh, check out, although we have other great shows on that feed, so uh, continue to check that out. Okay, so for Logan Crosland, I am Andy Allerton. We want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Who's Next, and we will see you on our next episode. Take care.